0: So today is going to be a little different. Um, I am inviting um, the floor, um, the screen, the space to engage in a dialogue about something that, you know, it, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like I didn't really plan- do a lot of planning with this. Um, it kind of dawned on me maybe like oh, four hours ago to tackle this subject matter, um, what I want to do with it what is my, I guess like my heart behind it and everything like that. Uh, the subject matter is titled, Who's Spotting You? Um, we're gonna discuss the importance of knowing your tribe um, and I'm going to be doing a breakdown of what lead with love means to me, why it is not only a catchphrase, phrase, but it's a code, it's a way of life for myself. So I'm just going to drop the intro real quick Let's get it Every time I go in Every time I go in Every time I go in I'm telling welcome everybody to the kid casper podcast i'm your gracious beautiful blessed beloved and black host the kid they call casper the kid and kid casper stands for that king of development i'm that menace with the melanin reject me as i am as long as he is still relevant so um hmm, holy spirit guide me through this conversation um i think this is um this is in a lot of ways this could be this could end up coming off as super preachy uh this can end up coming off super insightful liberating in some way shape or form or it can possibly come up as convicting in some ways to some people um this can be i don't describe it like this this can come with many many reactions um this is one of those like things that And anybody that knows me, my auntie Maya, for um, for instance, um, it's funny how she like hit me with a text message, um, about something, and I immediately was like, "Oh, yeah, I can relate." Because like, uh, tune into the podcast tonight. What's she say? Already starting melanin popping respectfully. What does that even mean? I don't know. And for everybody, I was wondering in the Zoom what what was on my hat. There were flowers. There was flowers. I'm saying, let me turn the white balance a little darker there was flowers you know what i'm saying like that way you know because a lot of people thought that there was like aliens or animals or some other like weird stuff uh that i decided to wear this evening um this night and everything like that um i don't have any animals um there's enough animals in this house i don't really want to wear them on my clothes to be honest with you um because I want to rock out tonight. Um, if this is your first time tuning in today, hello. I am the kid that they call Casper. I'm a Christian raptivist. Yes, rapper slash activist. I love Jesus, but I am far from a pacifist. You know what I'm saying? That is a fire. I thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I've been feeling it's not a snapback because, as you can see, it's a strapback. It's a little different. Um, um, Maya, you might be able to relate to this with um, you know, dealing with um, migraines and everything like that. But something about a strapback, bruh like it just it eases the tension um that you um kind of be feeling on your brain and you know i've just been feeling like wearing hats a lot lately two reasons one i don't feel like doing my hair today um to be completely honest and two i mean i look good in them i mean i think so um if you don't think so i mean like go somewhere else then i i I, um don't really appreciate your company if you don't like what i look like but that's fine this is my podcast if you want to um ha- if you want to watch something with questionable questionable fashion taste um i don't think you should come here um we we drip in we drip in melanin in wisdom in um fashion sense and comic relief from time to time oh yeah and we're very fluent in sarcasm so that's pretty much it uh dot that's how we pay the bills around here um, brought to you live on the t Incorporated Network, you know what I'm saying, um, where the black sheep are welcome um, of all walks of life. It doesn't matter what your nationality, what your creed is, how you identify yourself, even your religion. This is where the black sheep are welcome. And what do we got if we don't got love? You heard me. So, um, but yeah, and Alana, you really don't got a big head. I mean, I wouldn't say you have a big head, but then again, I only look at you through a phone screen. I think I have a big head. I look like Cashew off of the Proud Family if I decided to go bald. That's why I'm wearing a hat. Um, not that I'm bald. Everybody, as you can see, that my hair is tied up in the back. But yeah, um, so first off, I'm you know I just wanted to kind of do a temperature check because I always do this, um. And there was a couple of people that said that they wanted to join in with me on this conversation um they might join in later that's fine um and if anybody feels compelled the link is pinged up in the comment section it should be pinged up in the top of the youtube comment section if i'm not mistaken and what what did i say don't be you don't have a big head that's what i'm saying i have a big head like what are you talking about um see they're like already trying to get me in trouble. Like we supposed to black woman. I am not your enemy. You understand me? I'm trying to tell you that I have a big head. You know what I'm saying? That um the way that orbit works around my cranium, you know what I'm saying? It hits a little different than everybody else. That's besides the point. Um, But yeah, doing the temperature check. Uh, How's everybody doing? Um, We're doing mental wellness. Um, So one to 10, one being, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like one could be like, and I say one, cause you're alive zero means you're dead um meaning you're just numb and you don't feel anything um so you could be dead inside one being at it could be better and then there's 10 where you just feel like you're walking on water and you can just you could turn dasani bottles into wine i mean like that's pretty lit god bless you for being able to reach that threshold in your life but um yeah so everybody kind of let me know what they're how they're feeling um in the comment section Okay, I see Aunt Tamisha just showed up. How you doing, Auntie? I feel like I've been talking to you all day. You know what I'm saying? Um, as we've just been in, as, as I like to call it, I like to say, quininea. You know, I call it my quininea with the kids sessions where we just kind of engage and talk uh, about everything and nothing at the same time. So, yeah, everybody watching tonight, uh, let me know how you guys are doing, how you guys are feeling um if you have any prayer requests all most part as far as following goes uh you guys can tell me personally if you feel compelled as far as prayer requests and you feel led to share it in the comment section share it in the comment section um if you have any um praise reports meaning like something in which something good happened i want you to share that as well um we don't only like to lament in the losses but we like to um celebrate the wins and the wonder in the wonders so yeah um but yeah okay we got a 3.5 all right that's honest uh how's everybody else doing auntie we're doing mental health check-ins so i'm starting off at one because zero basically means you're dead um and 10 being uh you walking on water you're turning to bottles and the wine essentially so yeah um but yeah let me know how you guys are feeling today um before i kind of like get started i'll wait for people to like semi-piling and everything like that I had to get my dog situated the doggies situated they were kind of running around causing a ruckus uh being um menaces to society and everything like that oh uh casper uh, that's so mean don't talk about the dogs like that i will talk about the dogs like that because they're awful um but yeah okay all right auntie six i'll take that ads get degrees i ain't mad at you you know what i'm saying um i think i'm at I would say I would say like I'm at a 4. Um I I would say I'm at a 4. I, honestly, respectfully, I would say I'm at a 4. Um and I think it's because I'm I'm at a 4 for the stuff I'm worrying about, but I think I am on an 8 as far as things I have surrendered. Um you know what I'm saying? That could be that could mean a lot of different things for a, a lot of different people. Um that's completely besides the point. Um but yeah. Let's see and I just got a text message hey can I come on the yeah come on the podcast this is family time we just in here talking and everything like that um so yeah guys I um the reason I decided to come back today I didn't really do a lot of promo with this conversation um I kind of just uh felt compelled to share this um mainly because it was something that God showed me and okay one point that's honest. I mean I appreciate the honesty. I mean shoot. Um I feel like I feel like when you are even able to recognize um where you are at mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you have it, you know what I'm saying? Um I think that's a good sign. Self-awareness and emotional intelligence is definitely where anybody would want to be, but yeah, that's um I get that. I get that. I get that. So and I'm always getting nervous when it comes to like these podcasts that like I never necessarily think out or plan out um and i just allow god to kind of like spill into me and then i'm gonna spill my guts out on the interweb and hopefully everybody receives it well i don't really care if i offend anybody necessarily but if i offend you it's because of something i said um if i'm out of pocket um then i'll be out of pocket but you know i'm gonna take responsibility for everything i say um opposed to me saying oh well god told me to tell y'all like now we're not gonna we're not gonna do that so yeah um so anyway um i would like to share something as far as insight goes and it goes with this um this word i heard at you know this new church i just started attending um union church um we're kind we have like three different campuses in the state of maryland uh there's one in Columbia there's one in um Baltimore County and then there's one in BWI which is like our airport essentially um but I you know I was sitting to listen to the service they had this revi- this thing called revival essentially Um, uh, this thing called catalyst which is like the revival and the service in which that they had um there was a word in which that pastor steven shout out to pastor steven chandler um we don't really know each other all that well i just started going um i'm in that weird stage um as everybody knows um adjusting to being back in institutions um adjusting to in a lot of ways adjusting to being around people adjusting to being back in institutions in which that you know we i mean in the design if we're talking about the days of the book of acts um if we're talking about when the 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 you know the pentecostal la, you know what i'm saying where we talk about what it means to be the church i've kind of taken a year off in a sense uh in a year of deconstructing my faith um basically taking things off of my faith that don't need to be there um in a year of healing from trauma Um, whether it was by, um, you know, me being docs threatened and all this other stuff last year, um, with hitting the streets with activism, um, with dealing with my church hurt, my church trauma, um, essentially losing all of these people, um, that I once called family. And for me, you know, it's been super, super hard to, It's been super, super hard on my part because I know this is my efforts and this is my, um, I would say like my pain in a sense. Um, I don't really know how, when I keep saying that, I don't really know how this is going to go. I don't really know how this is going to be received, but this is just a direction in which God um, has compelled me to kind of share. And it might just end up me talking to myself or talking just simply about myself. And this doesn't hit or resonate for anybody else. Um, But I felt that I needed to share this. Because if this doesn't necessarily even become insightful for you, maybe this becomes insightful um, for other people to kind of understand who I am. I've been doing this thing where I just, you know, uh, teach out of my pain. I teach out of my um, my lessons. I, I lament with my lessons out loud um, and in public, you know what I'm saying? Because my public witness, um, sometimes with what I do um, as far as in this season of my life, In isolation, it's kind of hard to witness to people because you are away from people and such. So, yeah, there's that part. Um, So, yeah, um, at Catalyst on Friday, last Friday, um, Pastor Stephen Chandler shared something very brief. And he didn't even really stay here too, too much. Um, He was talking about in which... A lot of us feel like, you know, when we're talking about like imposter syndrome, um, a lot of us are stepping into a new season in our life that we feel like we're not qualified to be in some of these places um, because of what we've been through. Maybe because what we have done, maybe because of what people have done onto us, we think that we are not qualified for certain things. Um, That's speaking for anybody um on the internet or anybody that's gonna be watching the playback on this um i myself with what i've been through um you know i was alcoholic by 10 years old um it completely i would say like shaped my life in a sense it completely um changed in which how i carry myself Um, in a lot of ways with me coping with alcoholism, um, no, not coping with alcoholism. I wasn't coping with alcoholism. Alcoholism was my way of coping. Um, but you know, me leaning into alcoholism in that season of my life was to cope with trauma in which I was dealing with, you know, my own mental illnesses and mental turbulence in which I was going through by some of the things that I, you know, experienced in my life and seen in my life um it is made it had made me the worst version of myself you know i said some hurtful things to people i tell people all the time like man if you would have knew me before jesus you would have you would either praise jesus a lot more or you would almost assume he's not actually real so these dogs are about to be the death of me come here come here come here come here stop it doggone dogs lily go lay down i'm gonna have to edit that out dog on dogs cut it out but um go lay down go lay down these dogs y'all pray for me dog on it y'all pray for me understand me um but i've lost my train of thought oh but when we're talking about in the case of um when we're talking about in the case of with me, I was saying like, you know, if y'all would have knew me before Jesus, y'all would either praise Jesus because of the work he's done in my life, or you would probably question his works in a sense. Um, You would think to yourself, mm, how can, how? why would God use that? I say that because sometimes we tend to look at what we have done or been through in our life and we tend to otherize our own otherize ourselves i'm talking about as individuals sometimes even for me i look at what i've been through and what i've done i think to myself oh man uh why would god use this you know what i'm saying why would god use that person um and we do that to other people we uh, we uh um we think because of what we've been through may not be as nasty as what other people have been through we tend to there's a hierarchy put in place, um, man-made, obviously, and obviously we are flawed in itself. So who are we to say that one is better than another? Um, that's all I'm going to say about the judgment aspect. Um, but if we're talking about, <clears throat> like, if we're talking about um, when God brings us into these new places, these new seasons, these new, um, these new promotions, and everything in our life, um, we. We tend to how do I say this? Um we tend to think to ourselves and end up as um Queen Maya said, you know, we will disqualify and alienate ourselves and and others. And sometimes when there comes a time when we are supposed to step into something, we will disqualify ourselves from an opportunity in which God is trying to use. Us to qualify us, like we're called, you know what I'm saying? Um, God doesn't um call the qualified, um, He qualifies the called, you know what I'm saying? And I think, like, with this, sometimes when we step into these new um places in our life, whether it's um whether it's a, a new job, and you probably lost a thousand jobs—I don't know if you lost a thousand jobs. I don't. I don't actually don't know anybody that's worth a thousand jobs. Say if you've um you're about to step into this new relationship in your life, you are not good. You probably have been through some really toxic and bad platonic and romantic relationships. That makes you like, I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't think I'm qualified to be in said relationships. Um, You name it. You know what I'm saying? And it's not really any of our business. (laughs) Um, And when I say this, it's not really any of our business what God decides to do in his plan. You know what I'm saying? Um, So for me, I, you know, I discussed all this earlier. And if anybody's been um, tracking um, and following me over, I would say since January of season two, um then you would know for instance that how do i put this how do i put this how do i put this um then you would know that like i just have trust issues i just do um me walking away from my old church after it took me so much time to settle into this new church i mean this old church i essentially just gave up on evangelical spaces in general um because of hmm, because of how I've had people, you know, and why I'm bad at this in a sense, um, because I've had people that have, you know, always complimented me and said all these great things about me and all this other stuff. Um, but then turn around and the same name that they would be giving flowers to, they would use dirt to throw on my name and everything like that um I have trust issues I just I just do um and it was funny And my I didn't share this with um Divinity uh, I shared this with my sisters in the sister sister chat um I don't know why I didn't share it to my community group but I shared it with the sister sister chat um but I shared it to the, but I, I mean, I, why I shared it to the sis, sis chat and not divinity, but I did. Um, so one of the things that um, Pastor Chandler was saying was, you know, you got to think of this new season in your life. Um, you got to think of this new season in your life like you're working out. You're working out muscles. You know what I'm saying? Um, You got to always stay in shape. You know what i'm saying it doesn't matter how much we'll take muscles we'll take muscles and I, I pulled my sleeve down because i'm skinny and there's a lot of turbulence in my shirt so this isn't must this is this is a lot of room this is room for growth you know what i'm saying um but for myself you know these muscles can only carry a certain amount of weight that the capa that the actual like muscle capacity can handle you know what i'm saying um but it doesn't matter how big my muscles are or how little my muscles are. If I am not in condition or in shape, shut up, Maya. <laughs> Maya laughing in the comment section. Hey, man, we're we just going to I want everybody to be relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I felt like it was being a little too serious. So me pulling on my sleeve to show y'all how I am from the this. I am from the state of tornadoes and how turbulence works in my arm sleeves make me a little bit more palatable and relatable to the people so leave me alone Maya um <laughs> but it doesn't matter um how often or how much you've worked out before if you are not in shape it doesn't matter what your muscles look like it doesn't matter what people y'all hey you know what I'm saying hey I'm just gonna keep it to beanie with y'all hear me um but it doesn't matter how much muscles you have, how much time it took for you to gain those muscles, if you are not in shape, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't it, you ain't gonna be able to, you ain't gonna be able to bust it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. You can be bulky and, and lack endurance. Um, you can you can have all this mileage on your car, but lack drive. You know what I'm saying? There's all these things in which that just because something comes with time. And duration and work does not mean that it is always going to work if you don't work it, if you do not work it out, just like our faith. For those that proclaim the name of Jesus, if we are not constantly working our faith out, then our faith is not going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Um, So when it comes to this, you for you to not only be able to push the weight in which you have, you have to stay in shape. So I'm not trying to get so much too, too preachy on and say, oh, if you want to come you know, beat like these certain, like beat like these certain illnesses, or if you want to like, how do I say this? Um, If you want to, if you want to get this new job or do that, it's not necessarily that, but it's more so, are you in shape? yeah you know I'm saying for me, it has been super hard for me to and I everybody if everybody has met me over the last couple of months um because my roster has changed dramatically. um if anybody has met me over the last couple of months, you know, I'm not really it is literally. I don't know why it is. It's like physically exhausting to be around people. I have spent a lot of time alone. Um, I really took advantage of that time that like Elijah got alone in the cave, um, and sit and like posture himself to so where he can hear a whisper from God. Um, and I spent little to absolutely no time talking to people. Like I'm just I'm just gonna keep keep it a buck fifty with you. Um, I'm so much easier at this. This is fine for me. Um, when I'm doing zooms i do zooms with people all over the internet um people that are in divinity and sister sister chat i got people on my patreon community that i mentor and stuff like that i got people that i father in a sense i got people grown men still grown men and women that um um that that reach out to me i got siblings all from my i say siblings from my non-binary folk um I have siblings all over the world that I have no problem doing this for. But being in a room with folk is like, bro, I burn calories being around people. Um, that's exhausting to me. Um, that's almost like a sensory overload for me at this new church. Because there's people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's just people everywhere. And that can come off as, word I want to use as intimidating or frightening in a sense. Um But none of that matters. None of that matters if you don't work it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I will never be able to, get back to, like, exercise and look at my skin. I go to the gym, mind you. It's just really hard for me to gain weight just from food. but I work out, right? Um, you're gonna need to take it takes a certain amount of force to push a 10. You know what I'm saying? It takes um it takes a certain amount of force to push a 15 and a 20. Um, if you're on bench, it takes a certain amount of force to push a 10, uh, two tens, a 25, um, a 25 and a 10, and then a 45, and then so on and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then But if you do not stay in shape, meaning like if you take like a break and you don't work out for like, I don't know, a couple of months or weeks, you know what I'm saying? That momentum in which you had before you took that break or that hiatus, it's going to be a little difficult to get back into routine, get back into shape. That's why, you know, for you want, if you want things to work, you got to work it out because you always have to stay in shape. And sometimes we think because, and you can apply this to anything, you can think, oh, well, I built 13 years of history with this person. But if you're not constantly refining that, if you're not constantly refining that, I'm gonna um if, if you're if you're not constantly refining that, and if you're not constantly refining that and shaping that and working on that and nurturing that, um, and feeding that, um, and filing that, and you know, and I say deconstructing not for for po- people not this applies to people that aren't christian too but if you're taking things out of your relationships plutonically or romantically that are not supposed to be there back up if you're not deconstructing things that are not supposed to be there some things will it can end up growing into things that's not supposed to um stay there and Oh, see, my sister, my sister knows the body. Um, detraining, that's what she's saying. Detraining, um, you can lose gains in about two weeks of non-activity. Um, and I feel like when I talk about like emotional intelligence, mental um health, and we talk about mental stability, mental wellness, and all these things, that same thing happens to our brains. Um, and that comes to where we want to be in a place of vulnerability and sensitivity to other people and everything like that. It's essentially all in the same um and then the i didn't want to spend too much time on that so that's why i wanted to just kind of run through all that um but the thing that i really wanted to touch on before i come back to like this portion um so i'm taking a break on the tribes part of the conversation and we're talking about who's spotting you you know what i'm saying um What Pastor um, Stephen said was, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. It's just not. Man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is excluded. Man, woman, um, person, um, child of God, um, people, human. It's not good for humans to be alone. You know what I'm saying? It's just not. Um we're not bears we don't just we don't get to just grab all these tangible items and we can be okay you know what i'm saying and just dip in a cave whatever your cave is your car your job um activities uh music all these things it's not good for man to be alone and when i say man i mean man and woman and you know every I, everybody it's not good for anybody to be alone um so one of the things he was saying is, you know, you don't work out alone. You know, not you probably shouldn't, especially if you're not used to working out. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you're working out in certain stages in your life, um, there comes a time where you're going to need somebody to help guide that weight. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're like, for instance, if I'm doing like bench, um, when I'm doing bench, right? Um I'll you know, I like for instance, I'll have like my homeboy Dixon. Um, I'll have i I've had a couple of different people, and you know what I'm saying? It's it's I I'm pushing up and sometimes like the weight itself is a little too hard. Um, Maya says the spotter serves as a help to bear the weight if needed and is designed and motivated to encourage you beyond what you could achieve alone in a safe context exactly um sometimes when you are in a new field especially of unfamiliarity you need a spotter you do you just you just do you can't even start a job without having somebody spot you you had to go through some type of orientation process um you uh, hell when you went to school for that job you had to be educated by somebody it's a spotter position you know what i'm saying you got people that're saying this is the lane you need to go to these are the books you need to read this is the information you need to hit and this is the score you need to hit for you to get a degree to get to this so it's the routine it's the routine you have to master it's the mechanics you have to go through to get to this it's the threshold in which that you need to reach to pass and you have to execute those to excel you know what i'm saying but you need a spotter you know what i'm saying so when pastor steven was saying that you need somebody to guide you need somebody to like spot you and he didn't say all this but this is what i got out of it so i'm just kind of building off of like what he was saying that man is not supposed to be alone something i got out of it when i was um with everything I've been going through, y'all know, um, if you're, you know, been following me for a while now, um, or if you just now getting started, and I talk about this a lot frequently because it's something that I think is important in this season and time while we're all still going through a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Um, you need a spotter. Hmm. But sometimes you need to recognize who is spotting you is almost. I'll say it like this: who is spotting you can mean life or death for you. Hear me out when I say this. Um, so when you're working out, for instance, I'm working bitch. I just showed y'all my arm sleeve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I just showed y'all my arm sleeve. Um, I did not grow up working out, bro. I didn't. Dang. I make beats, bro. Like, <laughs> I rap for Jesus. I make beats. Um, I got pretty cool hair. I make clothes. I love tacos. I don't work. I don't work out. I do not. When I say I don't work out, that's not what I am known for. You know what I'm saying? But... I want to add some muscle mass and I want to take some of the air out of my sleeves. Um, But who is spotting me can mean life or death for me and can either hinder or halt or expedite your growth. You know what I'm saying? Track with me for a second. All right. If you're tracking with me, drop a black heart in the comment section. Um, like this video if you haven't liked it already. Um, and like I said, if you'd like to join in on this conversation, the link is pinged up in the comment section. Um, it should be pinged up in the YouTube. For Facebook, same thing. Twitch, I think you should just be able to find it in there. I'm not sure. But if you guys are tracking with me, drop a black heart in the comment section. Um, let me know if you're still tracking. If you're tracking, I can, I can carry on if I, as long as I get one person. You know what I'm saying? I can be here talking to one person. Okay, cool. Black girl warriors, um, tracking with me. Um, no, Auntie Maya's like holding on to her phone and kind of mad that I paused and hit that dramatic Pentecostal (gasps) pause. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, cool. I got three. I'll take. I'll take them three and I'll carry on. I'll. I'll carry on. I'll carry on. Yeah. Um. So. I'll take it back a little bit for me. Catch people up that don't that are new to me. For instance, um, if you're tuning in for the first time today, hello. I'm a, my name is Kid Casper. I'm a Christian raptivist. Yes, rapper slash activist. I love Jesus. Far from a pacifist. Um, I didn't become an activist until she's uh, ready to throw. I did. When I say an activist, I did not. I did not realize that this was my calling until last year. I did activism on the side. I never like when I say like I did activism on the side. I never like protested. Like I didn't hit the streets when I say pro- I did. You know, raising awareness for petitions. I do this, is that, and the third. I was, I was, you know, I was learning, educating, and edifying people. That's what I did. Um, you know, I work with it. You know, I work in one of the freedom fighters for the End It Movement, which is you know it's an organization and their sole cause is to put an end to human trafficking and sex slavery. That's what I did. I did not, and that's human rights too, but I did not go to the scale in which that I did last year, where God used me to pretty much be one of the leaders within my state. Um, I grew up essentially in this church that I went to. Um, I started in this church that I, I was attending before I started going to Union. Uh, I started going there at 19 years old. I came home at 19. And I was there from 19 to 26. You know, I got saved in September of 2013. I started going to when I start going to Riverside. Oop, I just said my church out loud, my old church out loud. I don't care. Um, I started going to Riverside, my old church at in June. I think it was June. Yeah, June of 2013. And I left July. Of 2020, you know, I'm saying I started going in uh June of 2013. I got saved at in September 2013, and I got baptized I want to say August of 2014. Um, I celebrated many years of sobriety. You know, I'm saying I've been sober since April 20th, yes, my sobriety date of alcohol, not marijuana. I've never smoked weed before to be continued um (laughs) but i've been sober from alcohol since april 20th 2012 um i'm gonna be 10 years sober next year um i've celebrated many years that means i started going there at 19 so i celebrated uh i celebrated two years of sobriety in there three years four years five years six years seven years eight years um Mm. How am I gonna say this grace- gracefully? Um, I was growing in my faith. I was growing as a disciple of Christ. I was growing in my blackness. I was growing in. I was growing as a man. I was growing as an individual, as a person. Um, I was growing. I'm on that bench, bro. I'm pumping these weights out, bro. I'm I'm busting these things out, dog. And I realized. That I wouldn't be able to gauge the weight correct. I wasn't able to push the weight correctly. I didn't have a sense of control with my weight. Because somebody who was spotting me. Hope y'all tracking. Somebody who was spotting me. Holding my weights down. Now, mind you, they're not supposed to lift the weight for you, but they're definitely not supposed to be holding the weight still where movement is not happening. You know what I'm saying? I realize that. Though I started off in tens on bench in this case, and I got to like say 55, I got to 55 on each side. Um, my spotter was willfully unequipped to spot me if you. Especially Bench. You working on Bench, bro. Um, I got a bird chest. <laughs> uh, that thing. Though it's supposed to touch your chest. That thing, if it comes at such a velocity without control. Or force. Of uh, force. It can collapse. You. Maybe even decapitate you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I recognize that. I recognize for me, I'm putting in more work trying to fight my spotter. You know what I'm saying? I'm fighting, I'm I'm putting in more force trying to fight my spotter to push this weight. Then I shouldn't have had him been working that hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been that hard to push that weight. It shouldn't have been that hard to push that weight. Because the spotter is simply supposed to just guide. You know, they almost just do it right like alongside with you. They're not really, you know, if needed be, if they notice that thing is like. If They notice that thing is falling on you, but they not, this supposed to just, you know, keep it, keep it. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure that thing don't. It shouldn't. So what I had to do, I had to acknowledge that my spotter was holding my weight down. And I was burning myself out. I was getting more exhausted. Trying to push a weight because the weight should have been a lot easier to push. Had my spotter just gone the way that it should have gone. But that's not my fault that my spotter did that. You know what I'm saying? It's not my fault that my spotter did that. Help your balance. It's a safety measure. You know what I'm saying? People that you you open, that you bring into your life. Whether you want to realize it or not, everybody you welcome into your life is leading you in some way, shape or form. even babies, my 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 niece lyric, even she is leading me because she is teaching me her love language. she is there's some things. there's some things that 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 my niece likes that other babies don't like, and there's some things that other babies like that my my niece don't like, you know what I'm saying, but I have to follow her lead. I she's my she's my um she's my spotter in the ways of lyric say is my is my niece's name. Um, everybody who you walk welcome into your life is is leading you in some way, shape, or form. There's something that they they are giving you, there's something that they're helping you guide. You know, what I'm saying there's something that they're helping add some sense of direction. You know, what I'm saying everybody you bring into your life is a spotter. Everybody. Literally everybody. You think about it. Anybody, manager, college professor, mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? Um your friends, the family that you pick, you know what I'm saying? Um blood is not <laughs> blood is not biological, it's chemical. You understand me? Like every body you have in your life is a spotter. Um Another thing that happened last summer to me is when I was hitting the streets. Um, I shared this publicly um beginning of this year, and I shared it I shared it again recently when I gave the um the podcast titled Why I Cut My Hair. Um hmm. so mom, am not a perfect person, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm far from perfect. By any means. Um, I was an alcoholic by 10. I mentioned that before. Um, I was an alcoholic by 10. Um, my alcoholism put me in predicaments and positions trying to cope with trauma in which I end up bleeding on people that didn't cut me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this isn't me trying to like gain sympathy or anything by any means, because you know, this is this is just this is me. I want you to kind of understand where I'm coming from um to draw the analogy into all of this and hopefully that this is liberating for somebody um for me um my alcoholism made me the worst version of myself um the worst version of myself caused me to say things to people i should have never said do things to people i never should have done um and bleed on people that didn't cut me you know what i'm saying um I've had I've had to do time before, you know. I've said that publicly. I'm like, look, I will go. Yeah, I, I tell people, look, um, I leave with love, but I'll go back, I'll go into full-time prison ministry. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've I've like I've been I've been through it, you know. What I'm saying I've been I've been through it. Um Christ, you know, been sober ever since. Um Christ restores, reconciles, and rectifies and reforms, you know what I'm saying? Um So, praise God for that. i will maybe be 10 years sober next year. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, we might... Y'all going to have to fly out. I don't know where... Somebody's going to have to fly me out for my sobriety date next year. I don't know. April 20th. um, Y'all can cheat and chong if y'all want to. But we're going to have to party next year. I don't know. Anyway. But let me get to my point. So, last year, right, um, when I'm hitting the streets, um, everybody is... They 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 love who I am out in the streets, you know what I'm saying? People love who I am. Um they love what I do on here, you know what I'm saying? My podcast. People love this. People are like in awe of me. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I've never been good at accepting um I've never been good at accepting compliments and my flowers and everything. Um, not cast for trying to get flued out. I mean, like, if you love if you want me to come and see you, either you fly me out, sign up for my Patreon, buy my merch, or send me money on my Cash App on screen. Jeremy, what you talking about, boy? Uh, but yeah, dog, um, there was an instance last year where I had gotten doxxed, right? Um, I shared this before a couple of times, um, and not only had i gotten doxxed it had become very dangerous it had become very dangerous it still is i mean i shared it i shared it what was it last week on the i don't owe the rights to this blackness um podcast um it had gotten very dangerous to be associated with me um people are actively trying to kill me because of the work i do um I'm okay with that. When I say I'm okay with that, I am okay with the fact that as long as I am serving God, I don't care what anybody else tries to say to me, about me, or to me, because I didn't really care. I'm just going to keep it a beanie. I didn't even seem to care. Well, not seem. I didn't care when I wasn't living for God. So why am I going to start caring what people got to say about me now that I live for him and have been living for him actively for the last, when did I get saved? 2013? For the last oh can't do math today eight years of my life you know what i'm saying um but that doesn't fall for everybody else um i was busting out these weights because i'll credit to not only because of my own strength and what god has put in me and what god has conditioned me with i'm gonna keep pulling on my skinny arm you know what i'm saying um but Some people in my life, in my, I'll say in my circle, because there is a huge difference between people that are in your circle and are in your corner. Um, Hear me out. Um, There's a huge difference between people that want to talk to you and be around you. And then there are, there's a huge difference between people that are in your corner and are wiping the blood off of you, you know, treating your cuts, are ready to throw in the towel for you if they think that you might even die. There is a huge difference between people in your circle and in your corner. People that are on your phone plan, you might not like, but people that are in your corner, bruh. They might not even be able to afford to be on the phone playing with you. But, bruh, if you need something, the people in your corner will ride harder for you and are required to do a certain amount of work that is not required of people to do what they are in your circle can do. Who's spotting you. You know what I'm saying? There's people. There is a difference between people that are spotting you. There are people that are spotting you that are in your corner. And then there are people that are spotting you that are in your circle. They see you. But they don't have to. They don't have to treat certain cuts and everything like that. There is a huge difference. Who's spotting you? I'm gonna keep asking this question, and there's a question that you you, you want to almost examine in a sense because. And this isn't to try to be like shallow and try to tell people, oh, you should really. Uh, actually, no. Check who you got around you. What are you talking about? I, I, I rebuke my own self. You need to check who is around you. And recognize and realize what people are capable of and what. Not so much what did they bring to the table, but how are they directing you in your life? You know what I'm saying? Um, this isn't a this isn't a Jesus, this isn't a saved versus unsaved thing. This is just a who is spotting you. Cause like I said, your college professor, your parents, you know, some of us have parents that were supposed to be spotting us and drop the weight. Let's just keep it a beanie. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody was supposed to spot you, don't mean that they spotted you well. Okay, like let's let's uh, let's work on lamenting that and and reconciling that. But let's just be real around here. That's why I said that um, family isn't biological; it's chemical. It is the fan is is people who you have, who you have divinity, intimacy. Um, as um Auntie Maya, my sister says, relational equity with. Um, there are people in which that I used to not only hit the streets with that I grew up with especially since I took this stance and I realized what came with this stance that could not handle the weight I was the one on the bench I was the one on the bench I I am the one on the bench you know what I'm saying when doing this work um I got 10,000 I think 10,000 I I got 10,000 followers on TikTok. Um probably only 20. And I think even that's a stretch. Probably only 20 of them I allow to have access to me. 20. Probably 20 people on, out of like all my social media followers cuz I think all together I think I I think 11,000 people that follow me i think only 20 of them i allow access to me and out of that 20 um and it fluctuates because everybody has their own stuff going on out of that 20 the 20 that i have i would say are in my circle but out of the 20 is in my corner you know what i'm saying some people love talking to me because of what i do in my content but how many people are directing me in certain ways you know what i'm saying There's a huge difference between people that are in your circle and that are in your corner who is spotting you. You know what I'm saying? Um, Some people are okay with you being on the bench and putting in the work and you don't you're once again, you're the one that is the no, you know, how they say no pain, no gain. Um, you're the one that is getting sore to get swole. You're the one that has got to put reps in to get get you, you know what I'm saying? You're the one that's being repetition with the reps, you know. what I'm saying you're the one that has to bust these things out, burn the calories in which that you can grow. You know what I'm saying? You're the one that got to do this, but you need somebody that's spotting you. What am I saying? Some of us got people who are spotting us. You know what I'm saying? On the bench. Um, People that are, when I say spot, people are leading us. We have certain people that are leading us that are not supposed to be spotting us. We got people that are in our circle that are not supposed to be in our corner. Because when it was time for them to be in our corner, they showed, not only did they not deserve to be in the corner, they probably didn't even deserve to be in your circle. So what ends up happening? So what ends up happening is that you'll end up with you're on bench. You realize that they can't handle the weight because of two reasons. One, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really, really, I'm a lead as graceful as I can when I say this. Um, some people can, some people when, when I talk about this part. Some people can't handle. Some people can't handle the weight by conditioning or by choice. Some people, and I'm just gonna keep it being with you. There's some people that you got spotting you, and they know good and damn well before they signed up to spot you, they could not even guide that weight. That you're supposed to be burnt. You're the one that's tearing muscle for. They have even did their work just so they can spot you. You know what I'm saying? Me and Maya always talk about this. Me and Maya always talk about this. You got to have some type of relational equity. You have to have some type of experience. You have to have some type of um intellect. Something in which that is conditions you. To help somebody in their life, to help direct and lead somebody in their life, you have to. You have to. I'm telling you, bro, go to the gym with somebody. I'm not, I'm actually, no, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. It'll be bad. And you know what? I'm not in a place where I can walk up to your casket and go, get up. Get up! Your mama's crying. I'm tired of hearing her cry. Hear me! Like I, I'm not. I'm not in that place. Um, but hear me out when I say like you, there are a lot of people. What does it say? You got malner, You got malnourished people spotting people who are trying to get healthy. Yeah, that part. We got people that are. We got people that are. When I say they're not conditioned, they. That's why I brought when I drew that scenario earlier. If you don't got. You know what I'm saying? If you don't got, if you're not in shape, I mean, for real, the, the muscles are cool. But, bruv, you don't even have. You know what I'm saying? And when, we're not just talking about exercising. I want people to draw the parallel over here. You got people that been in your life for 13 years but have the emotional intelligence of a one-year-old. And they are just not equipped to handle, help guide certain weights for you. I have bipolar disorder. I'm not saying everybody needs to be a therapist to be in my life. But, bruh, there's some stuff that you say to me because of what I already deal with or what I've been through. There's some stuff that you may say to me, about me, around me, that I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> Hell no. No. Because you know what happens? You get the wrong person that spots you, you can get decapitated. You could have somebody that's speaking into your life right now. You know what I'm saying? You can have somebody that's speaking to your life right now, and you may not even know it. Um, that 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 or you just haven't been, they haven't been tested. They haven't had the opportunity yet to spot you. But there's somebody in your life right now that it's t- when it gets time to spot them you are going to find out what the hell was i thinking for so long by thinking that they can spot me in this field you know you got to you got to categorize everybody that's why i say that there's a difference between people in your circle and in your corner um there's some people that you're friends with at work that you won't hang out with outside of work there's some people that you hang out with outside of work that you can't even assimilate to that behavior in work there are people within your family that you will never allow uh, be allowed to have around your friends you don't want around your friends and there are people that are in your friends that you will not bring home to your family you know what I'm saying you're there's a moment where it comes up where you're just like you can't spot me in this area you can't Nah, I don't think I'm gonna invite you to the um the family cookout. You're kind of a creep. <laughs> uh nah, I can't let my friends around you. You're problematic, mom and dad, or brother and sister, or cousin or auntie and uncle. You can't handle the weight of these people. So what ends up happening? What ends up happening, huh? When you um, when you when you realize that you sometimes you what you'll what you'll end up doing, and I'm talking for myself right now. Um, sometimes what'll end up happening, what I've done is I've 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 recognized when people where I'm like, oh crap, yo, ah, that yo, are you are you even lift? What are you doing? Are you pushing this thing down? Are you doing anything? Whoa, did you leave? What the did you leave? What the hell are you talking about? I don't, you, you signed up for this. Sometimes people will come into your life and thinking and say, I'm down for anything. I'm a ride or die. And then, bro, it get a little bit hot and you find out how how icy they really was. But they you thought that that relationship was really something, something. Who's spotting you? You know what I'm saying? Um, You got to You. I've had I've had that. I've I've um I've had people um I recognize that I don't trust with certain weight in my life. I don't trust you to spot me in certain areas in my life. <laughs> meant, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um my spirit my spirit bleeds into everything. You know what I'm saying? My spirit bleeds into my mental health. Um, I mean literally everything. There's some people you can't afford to spot you you can't you know what I'm saying you just you just can't because it what happens if you don't have a good spotter you'll never really be able to test yourself hear me out you'll never really be able to test yourself when we're talking about When we're talking about people that like you need a spotter, you do. If you want to go up and wait, don't just pick this up. Don't do it, bro. I don't recommend it. You can't just don't just pick the weight up, B. Don't do it. Don't do it. You might hurt yourself. In some cases. And when I say like, don't, don't just pick it up by yourself. Don't just walk through life by yourself because everybody needs somebody. It don't got to be romantically because there's asexuality in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So let's not hit you with that. Oh, you got to find a girlfriend now after listening to this podcast. No, some of y'all are creeps and not equipped to be boyfriends or girlfriends. Let's just keep it a beanie right here. That's the last palm tree I'm throwing at 9.51. Easter Standard Time. (laughs) But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you really, like, you need that. Everybody needs somebody. So what ends up happening? You're going to keep trying to work out. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, you can get far. But at some point, everybody got that weight. Everybody got that weight, B. Everybody. Everybody. It happens. It happens. That don't make you weak. It's just, hey. Need some guidance. Need some direction. Need some support. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Everybody. This whole like, oh, I, I, I'm i better off alone. I don't need anybody. I don't need, I, I don't need anybody. <laughs> what the hell I need anybody for? Cool. Why do you have an Instagram account of 10,000 followers for if you don't need anybody? Huh? Who the, wh- who the hell, like, why do you have... Like, why do you, like, come on, like, come on, beloved. Like, let me, let me get low with y'all real quick. Like, why, why do you need, what, what you need all this, all this support on the internet for if you, like, why are you even watching this podcast? You don't need me, nigga. Like, I'm serious. Like, I'm, why are you, who, what, who are you trying to, who you trying to impress or prove to that you don't need anybody? I told you I wasn't going to throw any more palm trees at 951. It's 953 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Bro, I guarantee it. And I mean, in every sense, bro, I guarantee you cannot. I guarantee you nothing, nothing. How you going to know how to be a good like save? Like, I mean, like, for real, how do you learn how to be a good friend to somebody if you ain't ever been around people? If you haven't dealt with like some un, you know, undealt with trauma, like for myself, like you know, I had to start going to therapy. I had to stop drinking. I had to, I had to do these things. I had to change things up. There was a point where somebody else needed to step in with the new regiment so I can grow as a person. You know what I'm saying. You also have people that talk like an expert or flex, but their knowledge and capabilities are how? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that happens because there comes that time when you have somebody, that's time for them to, it's like, okay, you ready to spot me? I've seen it. I've had people and I, I felt kind of cool for one second because I was like, damn, I thought I would be in that position, but in actuality, it was you. You know what I'm saying? It happens like that. Yeah. It'd be like that. You heard me. Um... But you need it. You do for growth to happen. Like you need somebody spot you to guide you to direct you. You have you have to. You have to. Believers, I'm talking to disciples. Real quick, I got on y'all yesterday. Disciples, you have you're following. Like we we have a sky daddy named God. We had a we had a <laughs> we have a man that was born in Palestine. Palestine named Jesus, and we have the Holy Spirit. We got a spotter. You know what I'm saying? But the Bible also called us to have people even Jesus had spotters Jesus wasn't even supposed to be alone Jesus had 12 many followers he had many people in the circle but he had 12 in his corner and three who he was like I know who will definitely come in you know what I'm saying oh man my boy my boy Ty just dropped in he you I'm gonna see I'm gonna ask him while I'm looking at him on the monitors you, was you listening on YouTube, player? Is that why you, you decided to hop in on this? Y'all said, please don't say Sky Daddy anymore. Hey, because for those that don't believe in Jesus, they say Sky Daddy. We got an invisible Sky Daddy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I got my brother my business partner, Um, Good News Tyler, is jumping in. Hey, bro, were you um listening to the convo online, dog? Nah, I
1: had kind of a crazy, busy day today, so I was taking care of some other stuff
0: all right well you and you in for a treat dog um where i'm talking about the importance of i'm talking about the importance of needing a spotter um Mm -hmm. talking about like when you grow through life and everything like that you need somebody that is supposed to be guiding you and helping you you're supposed to like have somebody when you go to the gym for instance um there's somebody that needs to spot you when you're doing certain exercises um and everything like that like when you're doing bench you gotta you gotta have you have to have somebody that's you know adding a little bit of direction to your life and everything like that so okay. when we're talking about having a spotter um i'm talking about how man is not supposed to be alone you know what i'm saying similar to right. like when you and me met each other um it was right around time that i was transitioning out of a church you were slowly getting to that place too yeah. Um you can speak to that a little bit brother. Um talk a little bit about um when we're speaking about like even in like in the sense of just community, why man is not supposed to be alone. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um so from my own experience and I could just talk from my own experience. Um you know, we're not supposed to be lonely. You know, we're not supposed to be alone. Um God didn't create us to be, you know, away from community. You know, God created community for a specific purpose. And I think it's really dangerous when we isolate ourselves, because from my experience as someone that's gone through depression, you know, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, things like that. um, When I've been alone, my thoughts get to me. And having community has helped me immensely to realize that people can really help me. You know, and I've had trust issues in the past, you know, from people who have turned on me, backstabbed me, talked behind my back, smiled in my face, but are saying like some of the worst things behind my back. I've gone through all that and it's caused trust issues. It's caused me not to be, want to be close to people. But um, what I learned is not everybody is going to treat you that way. And I think a lot of times when we hear certain people say, Oh, I'm, I'm done with dating because all I've dated is people who have cheated on me, you know? Um, well, to put everyone in the box is not fair. It's really not because there are genuine good people out here that aren't going to treat you right. Just because you've had a lot of people who have tr- treated you wrong or said one thing and done another doesn't mean everyone's going to do that to you. So that's what I try to tell people. That's what I've discovered in my time you know, just going through life. You know, having friends, losing friends. You know, going through fights, whatever it may be. Um, I've come to find that not everyone is going to treat you wrongly.
0: And what I also heard out of that is, when you're talking about, for instance, with your mental health, mm-hmm. you needed. a uh, word term I'm using for this because we're talking about just to kind of give the comparison. Um, you needed a spotter when you were going through stuff emotionally and mentally. You needed somebody who could get, give some sense of direction, though it is your emotions that you're pushing the weight of. Right. You needed some sense of emotional direction, some type of spiritual, mental, emotional direction in which I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can bust these reps out. I can um, I can get I can get swole just getting a little sore, but I need somebody. To help guide me a little bit. You 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 figured that out. Um, and then not to put you on blast, but you figured that out like with what we established with divinity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And you probably recognize in a lot of ways that there are some people, and we've had these conversations. There's some people in which that you probably would have had at one point that could be yep. there for you emotionally, then you realize, oh, you can't handle me here. Yeah, you can't you can't spot me here because this weight. This is a different type of weight that you are accustomed to. You haven't done the work to spot right. me here. Um, we, do, we I don't want to get too heavy into like race, racism and stuff like that. There are people in your life that are not certain, you know, intelligence when talking about people skills that you've talked about. I'm um, not mm-hmm. named specifically, but are like, oh, you, in this area, you're not, you can't handle this weight. You can't yeah. spot me in this weight. You don't even go to this part of the gym with me in life. You know what I'm saying? You have mm-hmm. to recognize that there's some people that can spot you in some areas or you just like I don't think I want you spotting me anymore because you haven't done the work that it takes to spot me to help my growth. Is that 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 sound pretty fair to say?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um yeah man, I I just think that you know, there's people that are putting your life for a reason and there's people that are putting your life for a season.
2: That's and sad.
1: Yeah, and I I think that sometimes, you know, when we look at bad times, when we look at betrayal, when we look at all these things, a lot of times we look at it in a negative light, but sometimes it could be the best thing for you. You know, it can be something that can help you learn, something that can help you avoid such people as they, you know, it, it can help you to even grow in your personal life. So for me, whenever I've had times where people have backstabbed me, have turned their back on me, whatever it may be, Um, I thank God, actually, you know, I thank the I thank God because, you know, he wanted to teach me something in that relationship. And sometimes it's not even God. Sometimes it's just me being stupid and trusting someone I know I shouldn't, you know, if I'm just keeping it 100. And sometimes I have to look at myself and say, man, I made a bad decision hanging out with them or having a relationship with them, even though there was red flags, or there was something that was telling me I shouldn't. And I was just too blind to see it or i just didn't recognize the signs um it's a it's a learning lesson and i just think that those things are meant to grow you you know they're meant to push you to a new level that you're you know you're about to go to so yeah it's it's sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say hey i made the wrong decision by trusting this person hey i, I did the wrong thing and say hey you, I, now not, I'm not even so much
0: that you you yeah. recognized it's not so much that you entrust in them you realized like they couldn't handle the weight
1: yeah exactly like, like because like, they
0: it's either because they chose not to spot you when they said they would or yeah. they haven't put in the work i was talking about staying in shape you know yeah. a relationship is something you constantly just like muscles it doesn't matter how much work you put in. And then if you just stop Tyler, I mean, like, we're not high maintenance by any means brother, but like, you know, every once in a while, you and me check in on each other and everything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't go, and I say this and not trying to get emotional because I love you, my brother, is like, I can't go two months, two to three months without talking to you, you know what I'm saying? You're You're one of those people in my life that I can't go that long without, I'm trying not to cry. You know, I can't talk, I can't go that long without talking to you. Why? Because I realize in this season of my life that in my growth, you know what I'm saying? There's some things I won't be able to get past or get through or push without having you in my life. And I say that because I say that because there's, you know, there's many times when we have people in our lives. They have not put in the work, as Maya likes to say, relational equity. They have not established or nurtured or discipled that in which mm-hmm. that they can continue to advance, help you advance. Because I say, I say, like spotters, everybody you have in your life is leading you in some way, shape, or form. Some right. way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> no, I guarantee if you, I guarantee if you had a personal trainer. And he just decided I'm not coming to workouts for like two weeks straight. That's gonna halt your progress. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. Um, yeah. but yeah, man. Um, so one of the things that I wanted I wanted to um talk about when I'm talking about this is and you know what I, what I alluded to it earlier, but I was talking about like what happened last summer when I had gotten doxxed and everything like that. And everybody, you know, like my past was dug up and it was thrown in my face. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, uh, oh, God. same people that would said, I'm ride or die. I'm here. I'm spotting you. I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when it was time to spot me, some people. dropped the weight, held on to the weight and really didn't do nothing. And some yeah. people con- yeah. pushed it back down and halted my growth or even put me in danger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is super, super important when we're talking about this um, because a lot of times people will make you feel bad There's never a good way to deliver bad news. Oh, no. But I don't... In a weird way, and it's funny, my brother. Your name is Good News, Tyler. Uh, I don't believe that... I don't believe that even when something is bad, that you can't... Re- even when in something in a loss, if you recognize the loss, there's still a win in that. Um, I yeah. think even when you recognize that somebody is not a, somebody shouldn't be spotting you in this area, that's indication and responsibility on your part. I need a new spotter and you shouldn't have to apologize for that either. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if that, I don't know. I don't know if you, if that brings up anything for you. Um, Just talk about like when you realize like that person, like couldn't handle the weight or isn't equipped or conditioned to handle that weight to spot you. Um, I don't know if that resonates with you or that if you, that gives you any thoughts or anything. What you got for me, dog?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, you gotta keep in mind that everyone goes through their own battles. Everyone goes through their own trials, tribulations, whatever it may be. Um, no one is without issue or without some type of problem. Um we all deal with things, whether it be financial, physical, spiritual, mental. We're all going through something. So sometimes you get to a level that they just haven't reached yet. Come and on. And you gotta come on, keep going. Come
2: on. Oh, okay.
1: So so sometimes you get to a level that they just haven't reached yet. Come on. And you have to leave them behind for come your on. own well-being right? I always tell people, we we take this word selfish, right? And a lot of times we look at it in a negative light, right? And to me, it's not bad to be selfish sometimes. And what I mean by that is, if you're not good mentally, if you're not good spiritually, if you're not good in these areas, you're not going to be good for anyone else. So you have to take care of yourself, you have to take a break, you have to take, you know, time to yourself to be like, hey, I love y'all, but I got to go over here and, you know, do my therapy or whatever I have to do. That's a, respons- to that's a
0: responsibility thing too, because if you tell people, yeah. if you tell people you can spot somebody yeah. and something happens where like, say if, like, I don't know, I'm spotting you, Ty. And I got a, like, I don't know. I got tennis elbow. I get tendonitis in my elbow. I jack my elbow up or something. Something in, is wrong with me physically, emotionally that I am not in the right mental capacity and headspace to. Right. To spot you, mm-hmm. not only am I not being able to spot you per- correctly, and I may hinder your growth, but I could end up killing you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I could end
0: up killing you or killing something that you were trying to accomplish. You know what I'm right. saying? And you right. need. To, I think that that I think that when we're talking about with this, and I'm talking about tribal, I'm talking about um, having your tribe. It is important <clears throat> to tell <throat> people in your <clears> throat> corner. Throat> throat> I'm not gonna be able to show up I can't yeah. spot you today I can't spot you because of right now X y and z I can't I can't be here in this I can't spot you right here because you deserve better than that and yeah. because I have I have you have I have decided to be in your life as a spotter I have a responsibility to you mm-hmm. to tell you I cannot spot you at yep. the same time we need to be able to recognize as you said like mm-hmm. say if like you're you're somebody spotting you but yep. i mean if god wants to do it fine let's fill some mm-hmm. of the cavities in my shirt sure why not you know what i'm saying there's a lot of air in this shirt um mm-hmm. but say if i go from like 10s to 15s to 25s to 45s to 55s on each side 65 to yep. 75 85 whatever and you're like you're almost like whoa, whoa, bro! Can you slow down? Yeah. No, you're gonna look me. You're gonna look me in the eye, and brother, you're gonna be like, "Hmm, I can't spot you here. Maybe right. it's time for you to find somebody who can spot you, or I can help you find somebody who can spot you, so your growth does not get hindered or slowed down. Your progress does not get halted. You know what I'm saying? What you got from me? Yeah. What you got for me, dog?
1: And you're doing more damage by staying there you know or having mm. someone in your life that can't handle it you know it's doing more damage than it is good so sometimes it's better to let people go or it's better to to move on or it's better to say hey i'm not the right person you know you got to go and find the right person sometimes it's better to do that because the worst thing you can if you really love someone you're going to want the best for them so if you know you're not the best like let's say i'm in the gym right and i'm you know doing the bench press and I'm, I'm lifting the weights i'm gonna find someone that's very muscular and very strong to spot me i'm not gonna pick some skinny little you know what i mean someone that doesn't work out to spot me i'm not gonna do that because i get you know it what I mean?
0: it's all right i get it bro i get it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no but but it's like, like if, pop, I'm be- <laughs> if i'm doing bench presses right now I have someone that can handle that weight just in case, Oh, you know, I, I need help getting it up. If I don't have someone to do that, that can handle that weight, it could injure me. You know, I could drop it, or injure my chest, injure my sternum, you know. A lot of things can happen there. So it's better sometimes to just move on, let let someone go or tell someone, hey, you got to let me go. You know, as hard as it may be sometimes, as hard as it may be sometimes, it's better to do that. So. Sometimes you gotta think about yourself for your own healing, for your own mental, for your own physical, for what you need to move on. You know, sometimes it's better to do that. So, and we saw yeah. that
0: we see that in scripture, like with Abraham when he had to say goodbye to Lot. Um, right. we saw that with when even though he didn't end up doing it, but he had to have the willingness to do so when Abraham was going up the mat- up the mountain to sacrifice his son. The men that accompanied him only could go so far up the mountain. God was like, I need you to do this, but they can't be there when you do this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There, there's mm-hmm. many times in which God has made it made it known that some people can't just because you started with them doesn't mean you gotta finish with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? There have been in cases where people start were there at the beginning in some season in your life, but they didn't have to finish with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a reason, yeah. there is a reason, there is a reason why some of your teachers, a lot of your teachers that you start off with in elementary school are not teaching you in high school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether, it, whether of their own work where they're just not equipped or they just, you know, you can't spread yourself out too thin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's not saying that a multitude of people is necessary for growth. Um, but in a lot of ways, don't put it all on that one spotter either. Mm-hmm. You know All what I'm saying? Right. Um, because they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. They can't, mm-hmm. they got they, you know what I mean? They got they might be spotting other people in certain areas and they just don't have the time. Um, yeah. but recognize the difference between effort and excuses, absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but you should never feel bad about that. Um, say if you're spotter say if you're spotter for whatever reason you know what i'm saying um and then you know i want everybody to be clear here because i think people get people get confused between qualifications by anything we're talking about you know i was saying i start i said one of the things and you know what i'm talking about um one of these things i posted on my instagram you know family isn't biological it's chemical you know what i'm saying um just because people are qualified to be family. Does not mean that they have to be family to you. You know what I'm saying? Because blood will treat you like water real quick. But. People you have chemistry with. Intimacy with. You have di- you have divine and relational equity with. Can fill the place of family. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for whatever reason. Family or friend, let's keep it real here. Just because somebody, um, I said this to I said this in the sister sister chat one time, just because you've done and you've healed, you know what I'm saying? Like, say if somebody dropped a weight on you, say if somebody halted the weight of you, halted the weight, and they showed you that they can handle weight again, that doesn't mean that they have to be your spotter again. I think a lot of times with people we romanticize our nostalgia and we reinstate people that do not need to be reinstated as certain roles in your life you know what i'm saying that's completely up to you and you know listen to god and your conscience for that but there's there's many times that you know you you know say if you're spotter your spotter he was gone for whatever reason. Like, say if, like, Ty... Say, God forbid, you know what I'm saying? But say if, like, for God forbid, like, I'm not able to be that brother that Tyler can trust and come to for, like, two months straight. And then I'm finally better, but Tyler found somebody new that has been able to feed him spiritually. I can't be mad at Tyler because he's going to be like, I've built something with this new spotter. I've built some type of uh, bond or relationship a trust with this new spotter where you weren't. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have to apologize for that either. Sometimes when people drop the weight, it's not up to them to decide how hard that thing hit your chest and if it hurt or not. You know what I'm saying? Or as somebody say, when, when people hurt you, they don't get the right to tell you if they hurt you or not. You know what I'm saying? I always tell people, don't tell the cut out a bleed, especially if you cut them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you lost that right. Intention does not negate impact. It's something I always say. Um, it's it, it And then that person that is going through that, you got to make that decision and you got to be like, look, do I want this person? Do I think it is wise, safe? practical to have this person spotting me especially if they already dropped the weight whether from not being conditioned or by willful willful choices that cause them to not be able to spot you whether by choice or being ill-equipped or unconditioned or out of out of you know i'm saying like out of shape that's okay but you still need, like, who is spotting you, though? Who is spotting? You? I'm not asking you how long have they been spotting you. How are they spotting you? I'm just saying who is spotting you because you need a spotter. You need a spotter because if they're doing it right, they're spotting you. You shouldn't. I shouldn't have to ask. How are they spotting you? Who is spotting you? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm talking to I when when I opened this up, Ty. Um, And it was like a small word that um, Pastor Stephen Chandler talked about. Um, He talked about like, you know, you might have came from some type of background um, or left a season in your life where people did you dirty and. They showed you that they can't be trusted, but that doesn't mean that you can't you. You should damn everybody else. Just because, you know, I'm saying, completely understandable why you should, I mean, could do that and would do that, but it's not wise because you need a spotter. You need a spotter to happen.
1: Right, and here's the thing too that I don't blame people. I really don't when they say, "Oh, I can't just trust anybody else." Sometimes it's smart not to just trust anybody. You know, like, like you know, actually, I'll say. A lot of the time, it's it's smart not to just trust anybody, um, but just 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 have an open mind, open heart towards people that come around that that seem genuine. And if something happens in that relationship to where you find out, oh, it wasn't really genuine, then yeah, you know, leave that relationship. But you know, it's funny because um, for me, um, I see it all the time when it comes to like romantic relationships, right? When you have a you know, two people that that love each other, they get together, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever it may be, or, you know, girlfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever your preference is, you know, uh, that's what you go for. But when you're in a relationship with someone and something happens to where it ends that relationship, it's devastating. It's really devastating. Um, But sometimes that devastation can bring forth new growth, can bring forth new life, can bring forth new fruit. And I think sometimes going through pain or going through trials, tribulations, whatever it may be, it can actually be a very great thing for us. You know, it can help us to learn. It can help us to grow. It can help us to get to a new place we've never been before. You know, it can, it can bring about wisdom, you know, intelligence, smartness, whatever it may be it can really help you as a person. So, you know, like for me, right, I've been in relationships before and, you know, uh, when those relationships ended, I felt like it was the end of the world, especially when I was in like middle school, high school and stuff. And I had little crushes and we were like, and then when those relationships ended, I was, I was so devastated. I was like, ah, oh, it's the end of the world. I, you know, and, but looking back on it as a 29 year old man now, you know, I realized that there was a lot of things wrong about those relationships that I didn't see while I was in it. So sometimes you have to get back far from a picture to really get the whole picture. If you're up on a picture, up close, you're not gonna get the whole picture. It's only when you step back, you see, oh, I didn't see that before, right? So I think that when it comes to romantic relationships, um, like I said, some things are for a reason, some things are for a season. You know, Yeah, although you're in that relationship, um, it may not be for the long run. Although we all hope when we jump into relationships, like this is it, it might not be. And sometimes people are there to help you learn, you know, whether that be through good circumstances or bad circumstances. And I'll give you an example. You know, my girlfriend I'm with now, Alicia, Uh, We've been together for four years. I love her dearly. Like, I don't really see myself with anybody else. I just see myself with her for the rest of my life. God forbid if something happened between us to where it's like, oh, we got to break up, right? I've learned a lot from her, you know, and she's helped me grow so much as a man. And she's taught me a lot in our relationship. That I'm going to walk away from that with better understanding of how to operate a relationship, better understanding of how to treat a woman you know, all these things, it's going to help me be better. You know, God forbid, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, it's going to be a learning thing for me, you know? So yeah, sometimes certain relationships are here to teach us certain things. And it's devastating when relationships end. But, you know, it was for a season. And we just got to accept that and move on and know that something better is out there for us. You know, like, like, Some of the past relationships I had before, if I had stayed with them, I don't think I really would have learned anything from that. Um, But I learned that those relationships were to help me to get to the place I am now, to where I'm with the women that I love, that I see myself with for the rest of my life. So, yeah, man, I just think that we need to take everything as a learning process and know that certain people are in our lives for a reason and for
0: a season. And I think that's and I think that's um, super important because when we're talking about like knowing your tribe, um, there's no reason that you should have people in your life that you don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I say you don't know, like you don't, and when I say that and the, the scenario, the the comparison I drew Ty was um, there's a difference between people in your circle and in your corner you need to know what the difference is because you mm-hmm. may, you may sign people up and ask for people to be in your corner and they probably haven't even shown you or you mistaken in which their qualities or capabilities to even be in your circle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's good. That's good. That's some good stuff. I think, um I think we wrapped up on that, on that part. Um, and this is the third section that i wanted to talk about um and this is kind of like a way for people to like i guess like kind of get to know me lately i've been doing this thing where i talk about try to give people more of an idea of like who i am not only as a christian as a black man as an individual as a sonic nerd as a taco enthusiast all these things uh I've been like kind of sharing like these pieces of myself so people can kind of not kind of, but to get a know and an understanding of who Kid Casper is, who Mr. Lee would love is. And um what I am talking about today is Da-da-da-da. let me type this in. boom 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 boom. boom why lead with love and what does it mean um what does that mean to me um ty just from getting to know me bruh um or not so much what does it mean to me what does like i guess like leave with love mean to you i guess
1: yeah um so you know i said it on yesterday's podcast i think everyone is a leader in some way shape or form um whether you be Christian or not, you're some kind of leader. Someone's looking at you in a certain way. Someone's looking up to you. And I think that leading with love is being an example, you know, um, recognizing that everyone is a human being and recognizing that everyone deserves love and respect. That's something that I'm really big on is, is telling people, like, everyone deserves love and respect. And you really don't know what people are going through. So I approach everyone with a positive attitude. I approach everyone letting them know that I'm someone that is not gonna like put you down or I'm not someone that is gonna like look at you different whether you believe what I believe or live the same kind of lifestyle I live or whatever it is, like, I'm not gonna look at you different. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget. You know, we're so judgmental as people. You know, we judge people based on the way they look the way they're dressed, what kind of music they listen to, what we judge people, like, that's just how we are naturally. We're naturally judgmental people. But I think when you put away that judgment and you say, no matter how this person looks, I want to get to know them. You know, I want to talk to them, you know, because you'll be surprised. Some of the people you think, you know, are intimidating just based on on the way they look or whatever. And I know because I faced that before where I just – Felt like someone was intimidating just based on how they look. And I was scared to approach them. But then once I actually did talk to them, I found out that this person ain't like intimidating at all. Like they're one of the nicest people that I know. So I think just recognizing that people are people and that everyone has their own journey, you know, everyone has their own way that they live and just having respect you know, having respect for people I think is big. So I think one, when you can respect people just for the fact that they're a person, I think it's a lot easier to love people and a lot easier to let people in and a lot easier to talk to people and a lot easier to just, you know, build friendships, build relationships, you know, build family, you know, like like, Casper, we've only known each other for what, four or five months? Something like that?
0: And um, it's like... I want to say early january if i'm not mistaken yeah early january yep
1: yeah so six seven months ish Yep. because i met you
0: i met you like right before my birthday right before my birthday and your birthday is the day after mine so yeah for sure
1: right yeah so we've only known each other for a short amount of time yet we built such a strong brotherhood that it's it's crazy like it seems like we've known each other for years like sometimes i, I forget we've only known each other for 2021 like that's crazy like we didn't know each other last year But yet we've built such a strong relationship because of our, you know, the fact that we both want to lead with love. And I think that's important, you know, and I met a lot of great people with Divinity, you know, in the sister sister chat, whether it be Keith, whether it be Alana, whether it be Jess, you know, Emily. Like I met a lot of great people that are just like some of the best people that I know and I enjoy talking to on a daily whether it be in zoom or through group chat or whatever it may be and it's like at the end of the day we're all people and i think that if we can all recognize that and say regardless of our difference of opinion or belief or whatever it may be you know at the end of the day let's just love one another and we can agree to disagree that's fine but let's just love one another and i think through that we felt such strong relationship and such strong karamity and i not sure if I'm saying that word right. But it's such strong camaraderie like or,
0: or some I don't know, English yeah, is my second language, nothing. brother. So yeah. It's
1: something like that. But
0: yeah, I, I think that's important.
1: I think people forget that. You know, I think people only want to be around the people that think like them and believe like them and, and, and dress like them and, and listen to the same music. Like and I think that's where a lot of people fall short. A lot of people fall short from that, uh, because they're not they're not giving themselves a chance to grow. You know, I've grown so much from communicating with people that don't believe what I believe, that believe the opposite, you know, that live a different lifestyle, you know, that that see life different. Like, I've learned a lot from them. And I'm always willing to ask questions and hear them out and be like, why do you believe what you believe? And, and learn from that, you know, and learn from that. And it's helped me to be a better man, a better person. So I think it's important for... People to, to, to recognize that, that regardless of belief, regardless of lifestyle, like let's just love one another, you know, and that's something I try to be an example you know, for. And basically that's what leading with love means to me.
0: Gotcha. So like for me, um, I think of. And it's kind of funny because like, you know, this has changed over time. Um, I think of how some of the people who have had the biggest impact in my life were people that approached me and end up leading me and loved me um when i was not a lovable person you know what i'm saying um i think of how christ came into my life i think how i accepted christ to come into my life i think of how these people that have like impacted my life and some of them are still in my life and some people are not and some people are um dead and gone um unfortunately but i'll see them in heaven um it is leave with love for me love in itself saved my life you know what i'm saying um it took people even before i got saved they took people speaking stuff into me that even in a time that i didn't understand it um it resonated and it reverberated well after me getting saved and I'm like wow this actually makes sense now you know what I'm saying it took people leading with love in how they loved me you know what I'm saying um building me up to be a leader without even telling me you need to be a leader the example that they used was love um so one thing I want to kind of do because you know it's important to it's it's important to teach people you're trying to reach. Um, so, definition of love. Let me get that in here real quick. I got it on my notes. Da, 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 da. Here we go. This is what one of the things I have. Um, definition of love: um, an intense feeling, an intense feeling, or deep affection. You know what I'm saying, um, duh, 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 duh. so an intense feeling or d- of deep affection. You know, what I'm saying, um, how you like when I say like affectionate, a lot of people think affection is like, well, not a lot. The, some examples people think is, oh, if you're with your girlfriend, like, I you just gotta, ah, oh, you didn't. I was trying to get too graphic, but let's just keep it a beanie with folks. I'm sorry if this is too graphic, but oh, by I just. If i just kiss her the right way or kiss him the right way or have sex with him the right way or have sex with her the right way if i do this and do that they you know i'm saying they think because they fulfill certain things on a physical sense that that's love and i hate to break it to some of y'all but you can kiss somebody you don't love you can have sex with people you don't love um I'm just eh, I'm just saying um you can um you can hold hands with people you don't love you can um you can say I love you to people you don't love you know what I'm saying I uh, hopefully that's not too no you know what I'm saying um I mean, it is not no it's not bro it's not I think uh, like one thing is that people like people have such a, a counterfeit version of what love is So when they're actually experiencing it, they have this very misconcise, they have this misconcise representation of what that is to them. And so another definition is a great, this is some. this is interesting. Um, Let me add this back. Where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go. Intense, I had that already. Where the hell to go? Oh, come on, bro. I had the answer right there. What in the hell did I say that? I'm bugging. No, I did not say that. Cool. All right, cool. So I almost lost my notes for a second. Boy, I was about to get mad on him. Um, a great interest and pleasure in something sometimes leading with sometimes leading with love for me. Is taking an interest or putting myself in a position in which I can try or at least learn what it means that people find pleasure in. Now, some of y'all love sex. I'm celibate. I'm not supposed to be doing that until I get married. So that I don't <laughs> I'm good. Um, but as far as like things that like make people laugh and stuff, um things that make people laugh, things that make people there's some stuff that I try to understand why my brother Tyler likes. It just there's some stuff. Now, some of the stuff that he eats food-wise, I'm not going to partake in it. I just don't have a interest in it, but I at least know these things. It interests me to understand the things that please my brother. You know what I'm saying? It interests me to understand the things that please my sisters and my siblings you know for my non-binary um siblings out here um you know what i'm saying it is it, it's intentional i that's something that i say to people it love is intentional like it's not something you can just do you 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 have to you have to subscribe to it in every encounter in every word you utter I did not stutter. You, everything that you do, dog, like love is an action verb. You know what I'm saying? Or key in her mayo and peas. Um, I love her. I don't have to, I'm not going to yuck her Yum. But because I love her, it interests me to even know what she loves, even if it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what lead with love means to me, um, I've seen in examples the best way to impact people and to minister to people and to counsel people. And because I can't heal, I can't save people, I can't save people. Um, but the first commandment is love. You know what I'm saying? I can't get anybody into heaven, but because I am an ambassador of heaven, I can show them what heaven is and how I treat people. Heaven is not treating people like a piece of shit. Because if somebody act like that in heaven, I'm snitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the first one be like, "Hey, oh, get this man out of here, dog. He out here tripping. I snitch so doggone fast, boy. What you mean?" uh, calm down, calm down. I'm not a heretic because I made that joke. Good God, Christians crack a smile every once in a while. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, man, um, it, I believe that there was, Jesus wouldn't have accomplished anything in his life if he had not had love. God himself would not have sent Jesus to die for us if he did not love the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a heaven bouncer. I'm narking on everybody. Everybody. I'm I'm a man that like I don't know if we're gonna allow to do roast, but actually, I do that out of love because I don't only I only roast people I like well I love. I don't roast people I don't like, I eviscerate and I identify that there's a difference. Um <laughs> but Love is building, refining, and crafting. Love does not destroy. Love does not destroy um, an abort and abort. And when I say abort, like to put it into something. Um, love is life. When you speak life into people. And you know, Tyler said this yesterday on the podcast. There's a difference between cussing and cursing. I could tell, part of my French, I could tell Tyler, hey man, kiss my ass, bruh. But I'm like completely joking and in a joking manner and stuff, and we're just having fun. But if I tell Tyler to kill himself or unalive himself, I ain't cuss, but I spoke death into his life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I spoke I spoke death into his life and you it I always say to people, is what you are saying to people, it it is it's sowing a seed of something that is going to flourish in life, or is it going to be something that decomposes and causes a detriment in death? There's a huge difference. So for me, when we're talking about leave with love, um, that was like one of the things. I'm going to show y'all a little clip. I usually don't like to I really don't like to flex myself cuz I hate it, but I think it is important. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable with this right now to be honest with you, but I think this is important when we're talking about like this subject matter. Um So, Lee would love for me is the first thing I'll just I'll just play a clip for y'all. How about that? I'll play a clip and I'll ping it up real quick. Da, 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 da. Where is it at? Boom! 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 Let me know if you can see it, Ty. You can see? All right, cool. All right, let's get it. <laughs>
2: If every if this is okay with everybody, and I don't know everybody's spiritual beliefs out here, but if you if you are uncomfortable, I I you know I there's no reservation for you if, for me in my heart if you leave. But I want to pray for everybody out here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if we could just be humble and bow our heads, God forgive us. God, provoke us, prick our hearts, put
0: Jesus on the throne and put our egos, our agendas, our flesh under our feet. Sow seeds of love. Now, mind you, and let these
2: seeds grow into fruit, vegetables, trees, things that we can use to feed the next generation, things we can use to feed Black, brown, white. God, forgive me for if I have ever done evil in
0: the name of Jesus. I repent right now. And anybody else who was out here, if you proclaim the name of Jesus, my reservation, honestly, is mostly with people that like Trump. Hold that Bible up and contradict it willingly. Every day. Every day. Yeah, I mentioned Trump a little bit. My bad. I've y'all. been on social media saying this. Anybody has probably gotten clips of. I have a podcast, by the way. I have a podcast called The Kid Casper Podcast. I oh, also who's that? Make Christian rap music. One of the things I mentioned about Christianity, and this is, you know, I'm still in my prayers, so y'all can still die your heads.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I said, half-hearted Christianity, is like serving somebody medium-rare chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's not not sushi, y'all. That's salmonella. That is
0: salmonella. Okay, so I want to pause on that real quick. Um, First off, that was the only analogy in which I could get that people could understand. Um, Because most of the things, and anybody that is um, familiar with my, (laughs) she said, hey, yo, auntie, chill out, dog. I'm trying to drive this home. (laughs) Hey, yo, but hear me out, listen, 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 Linda, listen. Um, that was the only comparison in which I wanted to go after because for me as a Christian, the first thing I'm supposed to critique is the church. Um, Paul is very explicit when he says, Don't rebuke those that lit that live of the world. Rebuke and hold accountable to those you identify with spiritually. So the church. So <clears throat> this is fresh now. Mind you, this is fresh after like um I was in DC when this craziness happened. Hopefully. I mean, I was in D.C. that day, but I was not there in that moment. I was in D.C. um, when Black Lives Matter, not the organization, let's be very clear, because there is a huge difference. But there was Black Lives Matter protests and stuff and everything like that. And, you know, 45 decided, I want to take a picture of the Bible upside down and get to church but I don't want these mean black people to be mean to me and everything like that. So I'm going to tear gas. I'm going to send people to tear gas them essentially like that, but he do that, but then we'll hold the Bible up afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I drew that comparison. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going to reconcile this for you. I'm going to reconcile this for you. um, Black girl warrior. I got you. I got you, dog. I got you. The reason I use that analogy, because you can't do, you can't love somebody halfway. Let me bring it back a little bit. That, was, that is, sad, is like serving somebody. One of the things I said. There we go. Podcast, I also make Christian rap music. One of the things I mentioned about Christianity in this, you know, I'm still in my prayers, so y'all can still bow your heads.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I said, half-hearted Christianity is like serving somebody medium-rare chicken. That's not, that's not sushi, y'all. That's salmonella. That is salmonella. The reason I use that analogy, because you can't do, you can't love somebody halfway. You can't correct somebody halfway. You can't provoke somebody to do the right thing halfway. How would you feel if your parents had conditional love for you?
0: I I say this all the time. Um, Y'all remember my episode I did a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, Ty. I think you were there for that performance-based love. Um, Love comes without conditions. You know what I'm saying? Love comes – it's not ambitious. It's not selfish. um, It's selfless. It is unprovoked in some ways. Um, There isn't some type of incentive that needs to be in place for it to happen. We talked about sadaka yesterday, where you give and not even expect the thank you or to get the credit or even know where that love is going towards. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna bring this back real quick. I got y'all. I got y'all. Stick with me. Stick with me. If everybody, um, if you're tracking and you're tracking, uh, drop a black heart in the comment section. Like, share this video, and you know, like I said, share because this. Hopefully, this is beneficial to somebody. I'm gonna clip this part up and make it its own episode um well this its own clip and everything like that but this is important but let me know if you're tracking drop a black heart in the comment section come on now come on now all right let's bring it back real quick your black brothers and sisters have been getting conditional love by this society for 400 plus years it's time for us in the bible it says when my brother is hurting i may be paraphrasing when my brother is hurting i am hurting
2: So God, I want you to prick our hearts, make us more sensitive of one another. I didn't have to be a homosexual to know that hate crime against homosexuals is
0: wrong. I didn't have to be shaped a certain way or be a certain height to know that body shaming is wrong. Let's apply that same pressure and rebuke the nature of sin with the name racism. We already are dealing with the pandemic, y'all. We already dealing with COVID-19, but we've been dealing with a virus that is man-made and we
2: know the cure for that. Mm-hmm. It's love. Yes. Yeah. It is
0: love. Point blank, period. Point blank. We need to let Jesus sit on the throne in our hearts. And this, like I said, this is calling out the people that proclaim
2: the name of Jesus. We need to let Jesus sit on the throne in our hearts and reign.
0: And we need to let the blood of Jesus reign on top of our heads. That way it can work its way into our heart and we can be better. And I keep saying it, if not for us, for our kids.
2: I don't have children, but I have influence over nieces and nephews and my friends' kids. You have influence
0: If you're going to sow hate, you're going to reap hate. So, God, I just ask that we we love on one another, regardless if it's uncomfortable.
2: I think of the man
0: I think of the man that took up his mat in the Bible and he could not get his healing until he took up his mat, removed himself from a place of bondage and comfortability. So that part I wanted to also touch on, too, um. Love is not (laughs) love when you, I said this yesterday in the, um, when we were talking about the eight levels of charity, um, on discussing the importance of Sadaka, in other words, social justice and everything in the Bible, because people think that some reason that social justice is heretical, um, they don't really know Jesus. I'm just going to say that. Um, but love is uncomfortable. Love, love, um, love, you know, love requires you to do things you never thought that you would do and wouldn't be asked of doing. I say it all the time um that cross was uncomfortable for Jesus you know what I'm saying that cross was uncomfortable for Jesus um that that cross that 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 those 39 whips those those um that crown of thorns was uncomfortable for Jesus but it was love despite the pain and the bondage and the turmoil that he went through. And this is when this is, you know, this is me speaking for me. This isn't me trying to like, you know, police anybody else. This is just what this is me speaking of what love means for me. Um, And I draw it to my faith because I did not for me. I didn't know. I didn't know what true love was until I got saved. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to get all preachy. This is just me speaking out of my own truth. So please hang with me. Drop a black heart in the comment section. You're still with us. I love you up if you, if you still love you your, your um your favorite Christian your favorite christian rapper your favorite rappers favorite rapper you know what I'm saying um but we're gonna get back into it
2: and that same mat that was used to cripple him he
0: used that mat rose it up after he took up his mat as a strength that healing can happen healing can happen and that is not only A testimony of the strength that he had but it is the glory of god
2: that he was able to raise up
0: his mat and get uncomfortable we have to get uncomfortable for white people out here i pray that there's going to be reconciliation with your black brothers with black brothers and sisters i pray that there's going to be reconciliation with those and i'm sorry that this is going to become this is going to become a problem for some
2: people white people you are going to lose family members
0: okay so members. I wanted to draw this right they're here. They're not going
2: to agree with everything you were going to before. say,
0: unfortunately. There, there. Um, there's a part that I I wanted to touch on. With just in case when we was talking about like with this rally, for instance. Um, and I wanted to relate it with um, like, and I related it to when I was at this Black Lives Matter protest. Um, I was trying to, you know, I was talking to like my um my white brothers and sisters and siblings um that love is going to require you to take a stance which means that there are going to be people that turn against you um because you take that stance um the same way you can love something that means you have to hate something you know what i'm saying me i love to love which means i hate hate i hate anything that displays hate i hate anything that comes against that's why i will be the first one to tell you and I'll say what your pastors won't say. Um, you cannot be a Christian to be homophobic or transphobic or practice ableism um, to to look at somebody that is the least of these and think that you can actually serve Jesus when you refuse to serve the least of these. That is ugly to his goodness. You know, what I'm saying so. I was trying to like I'm going to bring it back here real quick. Um, I'm going to bring it back here real quick. I got you. all I got you all.
2: White people, you are going to lose family members. Members. They're not going to agree with everything you were going to say, unfortunately. They're really just not. They're not worth it anyway. Thank you. Let that be God's problem. Let God deal with that. You're going to lose people that don't agree with your message. You're going to lose people that you grew up with that you call, you even called your brother and they are your actual brother. You're gonna even, you might even lose your parents because they do not agree with you. I will be your brother. She will be your sister.
0: So one thing that I wanted to touch on when we're talking about this, like leading with love thing, sometimes when you take a stance of love, you end up being bastardized by the very people that were supposed to love you properly, you know, and just to throw in real quick, because not only black, you know, because black people can send to white supremacy as anybody else can. Um, But I've learned since in this journey of racial reconciliation and fighting for what is right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've learned that you, when you take a stand in love, you end up being bastardized by the very people that were supposed to love you properly. But love, the same people that will bastardize you will end up pushing you in the arms of people that will love you properly or are willing to learn how to love you properly that are willing to spot you when somebody else walked away from your bench you know what i'm saying um there's gonna be times when you when you take the stance of love that you will go experience the most hate you've ever experienced in your life tyler um you're very new to your blackness brother um this this place this place in your life this self love and everything like that bro the minute that you took a stand and said i'm going to love myself love my people love what i came from and love like everything that comes with it and love everybody properly and even going against the grain of what you believe what at one point what you believe to be what is christianity you probably have never experienced the the most hate you probably experienced ever now to this time is probably from christians i think that's safe to say Yep, definitely. Man, okay, so
1: for those of you who don't know, just like my brother, I do Christian rap as well. I knew that when I took this stand for Black Lives Matter, for speaking out for racial equality, for speaking out against police brutality, all this kind of stuff, I knew I was going to lose church family or people that I thought were family. I knew that. And it didn't matter to me because at the end of the day, I have a duty to please God before man. So if God is calling me to do something, I don't care if all the churches in my area don't agree with it and tell me you're wrong and you're a heretic and all this kind of stuff. I don't care because at the end of the day, I'm here to please God. I'm not here to please man. You know, it's it's like Lecrae has this great, great. Quote where he said, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. And that's something that's a quote that's really stuck with me. If I live for people's acceptance, I will die from their rejection. So I don't live for people, you know. I I, I love the people that I am called to love, you know, and I still love those who left my side and have told me I'm wrong and have completely abandoned me. I still love those people, but at the end of the day, y'all stuck y'all stuck where you're at. I'm going to another level. So at the end of the day, I got to leave y'all behind because you guys just don't get it. You guys really don't get it. I got got to move on. And through that, I've met some of the best people I've ever met who are Christians, who are not Christians, who don't believe what I believe, who do believe what I believe. I met the best people from this. So I don't regret it at all, you know, because I know I'm doing the right thing. And I know this is going to make an impact on someone else that Maybe they're not seeing things this way right now, but it's going to give them something to think about. When we provide scriptures, when we talk about this, when we talk about it in a biblical way, it's going to have someone thinking. It's going to have someone being like, huh, I never saw it that way. And it may change them the same way it had to change me. Because just a year ago, I wasn't on this tip. You know, I wasn't on the Black Lives Matter tip. I wasn't on... Speaking out, you know, so I'm very, very new to this, but I had to be challenged, I had to be called out, I had to be you know sit down and shut up and listen to God, and God had to tell me this is the right way to go. so at the end of the day, regardless of the hate I get and the majority of it is from Christians, <laughs> which is very funny, but yeah, um, regardless of all the hate I get, I got to keep carrying this cross, I got to keep it moving. I got to keep speaking out. I got to keep doing this because at the end of the day, I know what's right. According to my faith, according to my God, according to my the Bible I read, I know what's right. So regardless if, if Christians want to agree with me or not, it don't matter to me. At the end of the day, God is showing me what the truth is. I got to follow God. I got to follow Jesus.
0: And there's another thing I, 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 um, I touched on this and I titled this um, on my YouTube. This is why I was like hitting the streets last year. Um, let me pull it up real quick. <clears throat> and I started off, I built off of, so where I grew up, um, where I went to school at, um, famously, um, there was this uh, house across the street from my school growing up. Um, it was a Confederate flag across the street from my school a predominantly black area predominantly black school like maybe like 80 to like 80% of the elementary middle and and high school you know what i'm saying it was black kids black and brown kids and then the rest were white you know what i'm saying um that was something that growing up i could i really did not understand why i had to be okay with that you know what i'm saying Something that I it always ate me up. I always quote James Baldwin when I'm talking about to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage all the time. It was something that I was always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll play it for you. I'll play this. Um, I'll play this clip real quick. I'll play this clip for real quick. I got you, Black Girl Warrior. One sec. One sec. She said, yeah. Oh, my God. What? Hold on real quick, bro. I got y'all. And yeah, let me know when y'all see it, Ty. Let me know when you see it, dog. Good, all right. Bet, let me just full screen it real quick. All right, boom, Whoa, okay. Flapping in the wind.
2: Remember as a little kid, going to a predominantly black school, and across the street, we had a confederate flag Flapping in the wind. Yep. And I know this is going to take somebody off. I get in their brain that it is a flag that represents country culture, but it was the Nike symbol of crippling my people. Let's keep it a buck fifty out here, okay? Hey, no different than this box to get at me. Well, they lost. They both
0: lost. Yeah, let, let's touch on that real quick. I, I wasn't really going to talk about racism too, too much, but the Confederacy and the Nazis both lost. So I don't really understand why y'all and Cowboys fans want to wave those flags around. They really concern me from time. to time. I know Tyler's a Cowboys fan, so it just, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yo, um, it's something that was something that always used to like bug the ish out of me. And it's a symbol of hate, but it's so normalized in our culture and romanticize the very things that are symbols of hate you know what i'm saying y'all can google what the confederate flag really stood for google the person that designed it and his reason for designing i'm not getting into that race conversation with y'all right now i'm trying to drive this point home about leading with love all right let me bring this let me bring this john back real quick hereby me? let's bring that john back
2: I remember how I had to see it and not even fully understand it and accept it. How are you going to tell somebody after getting punched in the face, you have to accept you got punched in the face? Now multiply that to the size of a group of people. This whole, every black and brown person in this country, they've been getting punched. In the face for over 400 plus years, I don't want the message to get lost. Riots are not riots. Unfortunately, I'm sorry this creates tension for people, but riots is not it. But we have to understand. Just like when we have empathy for the child that's getting bullied in school, and then he snaps. Multiply that by a group of people. Y'all see the anger and the fire. Y'all see the, Y'all hear the anger in the roars, but anger is never the primary emotion. That is depression, that is PTSD, that is something that has been indoctrinated in this country for 400 plus years. And it, and it is manifested. I'm gonna say though, it is also manifested in positive ways. Cause now we have people of all colors out here
0: One of the things I don't want to touch on with this is love can be a culture. Um, one of the things I'm always saying is um, cruelty like charity begins at home. We talk about charity a lot because I subscribe my life to the disciple, to disciple of, of, of Christ, um, um, to Yahshua, the king. You know what I'm saying? Um, I believe in Sadaka. I believe in all that. And um, we're talking about. Cruelty like charity begins at home. It, need, it could be something that could be cultured. Um, we live in a world where hate is cultured. You know what I'm saying? I know I like in this. This is the reason I keep bringing up the Black Lives Matter protest is because this is where, for me, where I guess like it became a code for me. It became not just a slogan, it was a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Um... It was was a response. It was a verb. It wasn't just a title. I go by Mr. Lee with love, but if you know me more from... If you know me by Mr. Lee with love by my moniker on social media, but not by what I say and how I carry myself, I'm doing something wrong. Or maybe you're not paying attention. But more than likely, if you don't feel that, it's because I'm doing something wrong. And... I'm contradicting something that in us because we're all not saying we're all born with hate, but we all because hate is so cultured in the society. You gotta like this is why deconstruction in almost a lot of things is very important, but especially when we're talking about like for me as a disciple of Christ, this is why deconstruction in an American society is super important because there are things that I used to participate in to have been hate, and I didn't know it to be hate. You know what I'm saying? We talk about how normalized homophobia is, especially in white even white and just evangelical circles, because the black church is trifling for, for homophobia too. Um ableism, um, capitalism, that mindset in which that you know, like to exalt yourself, to exalt yourself to be higher than another person, um, and to be cruel to them. That is a normalized trait. In this country, you know what I'm saying? In this world, in this country, because it's the country I live in and I reside in. Um, that is a is a culture in this country. Um, and for me, you know, I look, I looked at to me, I needed to respond. I'm not gonna get too deep into why I hit the streets because you can check on um why did I leave my old church that'll explain everything, but like as far as After I saw what happened with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and I saw the riots, yeah, sure. I saw the riots. And when I say I saw the riots because some of the things that they classified as riots, you know, they had a bunch of other contributing factors, but that's besides the point. But I, when you decide to leave with love, you decide to understand. So you seek nuance. You look to understand and try to, not so much rationalize, but... Try to reconcile why things are the way that they are. We look at the person who has a nasty attitude, but we don't know. We don't seek to understand why they have a nasty attitude. You know, we talked about Frankenstein yesterday and Frankenstein's monster. We talk about the way that the monster wreaks havoc on the tr- on the town, but but we don't address why. What happened? to that monster. We do that a lot. We do that with people all the time. We um we 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 for me, you know what I'm saying? Like I I used to be an addict, you know what I'm saying? We look at the addict and we'll go like, "Man, they're just a drug addict. They're just a junkie." We'll say all these things that is so otherizing. We'll see these people that suffer from mental illnesses and we'll call I hate this word. We'll call them crazy. We'll call them broken. We'll call them useless. We'll say all these things, but we don't even want to understand why they way that they are. And will cause them to be the way that they are. And I'm not saying they even need to explain themselves, but we're so quick to identify people for who they are in a season or a moment. I something Mike Todd said in one of his Bible, in one of his services. Failure isn't the man; it's a moment. We're so quick to damn people. For a moment in their life, without even trying to realize what created this moment, you know what I'm saying? We do that with a lot of people. You know, I, I have plenty of um, I have plenty of women in my life. I got plenty of men in my life. I have uh, I have uh, I have plenty of women that like say in men that like are insecure. But I you know, I I could spend more time mocking them and picking on the things they're insecure about, or I could try to understand why they are insecure. That way I could true, I could find a reason how I can love them better despite what they've been through. You know what I'm saying? Um, I could want to hear, I would love to hear their experiences and understand why the way that they are. And I always tell people it is, you know, to lead with love means to seek to understand how we hurt one another. Because if you don't even want to know how you hurt one another, how can we heal one another? If you're not willing to heal somebody, you can't tell me you love them, bro. Nah, be, nah, be. You, you, you can miss me with all of that. You, you, if you uh, heal them. Um, to provoke them like Jesus did with the man at the Jesus never touched this man. He just said, "Take up your mat." He provoked him to get out of his circumstance, and he was like, "Yo, get up, bro! You gotta get." He didn't say, "Bro," but he's like, "Get you gotta get up, dog." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it if you are not fighting for somebody else's betterment, you are adding to their detriment, and you are not gonna sit here and look me in the eye, whether you're a disciple of Christ or not, and tell me you love somebody. No. That's not how love work, B. We spend so much time diagnosing people but not trying to prescribe something to help them get better. What you got for me, Ty?
1: Yeah, man. I think, I think so I had posted this status on Facebook a while ago where I said, it's, next time instead of questioning why people of color do certain things, why don't you question the system that caused us to do those things? And I think that is very is something that is very misunderstood when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Um very overlooked. You know, it's it's funny and I haven't really shared this with anybody until now. So it's it's funny because looking back on my old church and why I left my church and looking back on some of the signs that I didn't recognize in the beginning. One of the biggest things that I look back on now, I'm like, wow, you know, it kind of blows my mind is I remember when I had first started like I was struggling with this whole black lives matter social justice racial reconciliation I was struggling with these things and because my church wasn't saying anything about it and I was the only one who was questioning these things so I felt like am I doing the right thing am I not is this of God is this not of God and I remember uh as I was going through my changes and questioning and doing all this kind of stuff, um, one of the pastors at that church had sat me down and said, watch this. And show me a video of Candace Owens basically bashing George Floyd. And was trying to tell me, oh look, you know, it was, like it was really racist at the time. I didn't recognize it at first though, but looking back on it, it was racist because we already know the BS that Ken is owns beyond she'd be bashing the black community but it was it was it was almost like a tool to brainwash me to stay in that place and to ignore everything that was going on and I was looking back on it I was like I'm like wow that's that was pure brainwashing that was going on there and it's just it's 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 crazy to me how you can claim to be a Christian. You can claim to love your neighbor, but you can keep silence on everything that's going on. It really blows my mind how people can really do that. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'm going to keep quiet with everything that's going on. There is no way the love of Christ in me does not allow me to stay quiet. It really doesn't. And it's like, ugh, man, it's just this, this, thing we call church and this thing we call Christianity is just so twisted and it's like man just to realize all the white supremacy that's going on and to realize how these are the same tactics that slave masters used to use for our ancestors to keep them in line used to twist the Bible and say oh look what the Bible says look at this look at that and twist it to make it seem like we are not human and that they are the superior race. Like it's so, it's so twisted. And it's like, to this day, it's still going on. It's still happening in churches all over, the, uh, not just America, but all over the world. Like this is happening. And it's like, it's just, how can you call yourself a Christian and really be against racial reconciliation and be against speaking out? How can you do that? Like, that's something that, that really I question a lot, you know, I really do, but I know what I I have
0: to do. Yeah. And and it's that, and it's like, for me, I think of three R's I live by, um, reformation, rectification and restoration. Um, and we're talking about like how, what Jesus lived by those three R's. He came here to rectify things that were wrong, and the fourth one, I always forget about, and I just caught myself. Um, he um, he he rectified the things that were wrong. He tried to reform the things that needed to be reformed. Mm-hmm. He tried to restore things that needed to be restored. Um, but reconciliation was a big thing. When people try to, this is the thing that that, that kills me, and people don't understand what I'm talking about when you need to leave with love. Like, that that video, first off, that video with Candace Owens made me want to throw up, bro. Like, it actually it made me weird. throw up. Like, somebody said that weird. to me. I told him, I said, don't you ever send me nothing like this again.
1: Yeah. I
0: said, that, yeah. that was a demonic attack. Like, I literally, like, any time that somebody tries to make you feel a lack of empathy and sympathy for those that have that have suffered and were yeah. brutalized, that is yeah. demonic. It is. That is demonic. It is just, bro, there's a, there's, I forgot what, I'm trying to remember what it in the Bible, but the dude that used to cut himself with rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could easily damn that man for cutting himself with a rock. But if yeah. anybody, if anybody was to was to was to laugh and mock that man yeah. who was cutting himself with a rock, you have a demonic spirit that has that is decided to reside in you, and you keep cooking a dinner. You are feeding that. Mm-hmm. You mm. what I'm saying like I mean I mean for real. Like I need people to understand like where that is dangerous. The minute that you start you start mm, spectating for other people to not feel sympathy for somebody that is being treated less than um that is being brutalized, bullied. Oh that is a demonic, that is a demonic entity. That is a demonic. I mean, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to get too too spiritual, but that is demonic, bruh.
1: It is, and dog, like I've gotten so much, bro, from from Christians. Like I've, I had one, uh, you know, one. I guess you call her sister. That she sent me. You know that the leaders of the Black Lives Matter coalition or the Black Lives Matter organization are witches and all this stuff, and trying to like convince me that's why I shouldn't be about Black Lives Matter. And I'm just like. You guys really don't get it. Like, how many times do we have to tell you we do not represent the organization? Like, it's two separate things. And it's like, but I, I've gotten that so much, bro, from from the church.
0: If I have so to, much- I'm gonna say this as a black man. If I have to constantly say to people when I say Black Lives Matter that I don't mean the organization, then everybody that is that has white skin, I want everybody to understand this. Don't come to me if you ain't willing to do this. If you're not willing. If you're not willing to say, I don't stand for everything that 45 or Hitler or any of these other um, biblical leaders, I say biblical because just because you recite words in a rap song don't mean that you live the life of the raps that you rapped. Do you understand me? Like just because you decide to pontificate these things and say these things that you going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. If I have to sit here and prove that me and my pro-blackness doesn't mean anti-white people then you need to prove to me as a white person when you say anything anything and i mean anything because whiteness birthed this country and it was fueled by anti-blackness you know what i'm saying um if you're not willing to do that for me don't bother talking to me about this this is the last time i'm gonna have this, this racial conversation um and I'm gonna carry on because I'm gonna try not to get heated. I'm trying to leave with love, and I don't feel like kicking somebody in their head, kicking their teeth in through the through the YouTube stream. So let's carry on with this real quick.
2: I appreciate everybody that comes down here. I appreciate everybody that lends their voice. But this is very important. There is a difference between hearing, hearing is involuntary, listening is a choice. Yes. If you don't want to do it for you, do it for the kids, man. Do it for the kids, kids, man. Do it for, for the babies. Do for the babies. Yes. Come on, come on, baby. Woo! Because they're not born to, they're not born to hate. No. no they like, are they not. They am Sorry, sorry guys. I cut. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a lot. Point blank, period. Let your legacy be more than money. Let your leg- and To my black and brown people, let your legacy be more than your color. Let your legacy be led with love. And I keep saying this. Jay-Z said it on his, his 444 album. Nobody wins when the family feuds. Nobody wins when the family feuds. That's within our household, that's in our neighborhoods, that's in our towns, that's in our cities, that's in our states, that's in our countries, that's in our nations. Heaven is going to look just like this. Yes! We can have heaven on earth, guys. We can have heaven on earth. If we make the conscious decision to lead in love, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo.
0: Woo. it starts at home, Keep love, not hate. Woo. So, when I talk to people about this and I want to I want to kind of give people like an on-ground like playback in my head of like what that day was like for me and what I, many many moments and what I continue to be able to take a part of um I hate I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all um Tyler knows man I hate that um I hate this sh- I gotta go through as an activist I I hate that sh- I'm not gonna lie to y'all I I hate it um I hate the fact that I will look people in the eye and tell them I love them and I really, really do. And these people will, will literally fling bags of piss at me and lit cigarettes at me. I hate that people recognize me from a newspaper or see my bumper sticker that says leaders of the beautiful struggle on my bumper sticker on my car and they will spit in my face. I've had that happen. I hate that sh- you know what i'm saying i hate it i hate it 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 makes me so angry bro um um it 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 burns me up it 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 irritates the piss out of me um you know, I don't, I don't like that my life's in danger every time I leave the house, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy, um, I don't enjoy having to be super militant, you know, when I leave the house, when I go to a protest and, um, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy none of that dog, um, But all of that to me is worth it um, because I have a beautiful, I have a beautiful um niece with big old brown eyes, you know what I'm saying, that don't even understand. <laughs> that don't even understand, yo. Little girl got love for days, B. Like, you know, like I like like I, I see uh, Tyler Tyler's had his nephew he's had a uh, King Dre on here a couple of times bro. he's had me he, he, I adopted that kid just like I was like you're my nephew too by the way I'm just letting you know because Tyler's my brother and I got other people that I've connected with I got people like um Queen Jessica you know who has um you know has her podcast and everything um, she's got kids and I got, you know, even my white brothers and sisters, my siblings too, like they got kids. And I think to myself, like, they don't even know, like, this sh is taught, B. This sh, this sh is taught, bruh. Like, this hatred, this is taught, B. And like, it literally, like, it makes me sick, B. It, it makes me sick because I think to myself, is like these same parents that feel hate and are dishing hate out are going to go home and teach their kids. You know what I'm saying? I want to be clear. Like when I say this, this is not me trying to say, Oh, it was hate on both sides because there is a rational fear and there is an irrational fear. I'm not going to say who started it, but I know where the sh- first shot and the first ship was fired. You know what I'm saying? But despite that, bruh, um, um, <clears throat> My legacy will not be money. My legacy will not be, my legacy will not be um, ghostreads.com. My legacy will not be, my legacy will not be the KidCaster podcast. My legacy will not be my name. My legacy will not be my skin tone. but my legacy my legacy i'm a fight like hell i'll i'm a, you know i'll fight like hell to bring heaven on earth my legacy will be lead with love man i don't want i don't want i if all my kids can inherit it from me is money be and they don't know my morality clause they don't know they don't know how that I'm, I'm gonna tell my kids about how i'll stay up on on zoom till four o'clock in the morning with their aunts and uncles around the world Be and we'll and like we just sit there and we just talk and we just love on one another and we laugh with one another some of the stuff we talk about is off the chain it's it, last night when we were talking about tornadoes and stuff it was off the wall it was really out of pocket but I I my my intention heading into every encounter, every conversation, and every every word I utter and I pray I don't stutter is lead with love. And it's hard. It it is hard. It is hard as a black man. It is hard to to it is hard to live in a world that was birthed by anti-blackness. It is. It is hard, B. Like it, this is mad. It is hard. I pro- I'm not. It. It is hard to know that when I wear a hoodie, even if it's raining outside, I'm a threat in this country. It is hard. But I think to myself, I think about my niece, and I think about my kids I have not even met yet. I think about my wife I have even met yet. And if I met her already, please hit a nigga up. Please, I mean, like I don't know about right now, but <laughs> I got a, I got a lot of things going on. But man, I mean, if I met you, I mean, hit your boy up. You know what I'm saying? If I gotta do some more work. To be ready for you, you know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I want a Proverbs 31 wife, but if I'm not Proverbs 1 through 30, maybe I still got work to do. I don't know. But if I met you yet, or I haven't met you yet, um, it ain't about the money I want. I, 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 I want you to know me not from my, 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 my net worth, but my self-worth. I don't want you to know me for, I don't, I, I want you to know me for more than the, the, give me a, give me a second to clean up the mess, but um, Howard, my goodness. (laughs) But I want you to know me. I want you to know me for how I love people, even those that treat me like crap. I'd be looking crazy out there, dog. People be, there, ah, F you, I got ghosts. I hope you, dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, I won't even say nothing. This right here, this is my gang sign, bro. You know what I'm saying? 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Do everything in love, or let everything you do be done in love. And I know it's confusing for people. I don't know how many times I've had conversations with many of my people, my brothers and sisters that are in and out the faith, when I tell them I am a Christian first and a black man second, and they're like, why? And I say- Can we talk, can we talk about that? Can we talk
1: about how how much harder it is to be Christian first and then black man?" I don't think we talk about that enough, how difficult it is as a black man in this country to be filled with so much anger, so much rage, But yet, you know that the first thing you have to think about is what what does God say to me? God tells us to love our enemies. Do you know how hard that is? I know you know earlier, but I'm I'm just saying in general, like, people really don't get how hard that is to bite your tongue sometimes.
0: It, It is, yo. It is like not for me, someone my, thing, my, my, my thing is, my thing is for me, bro. Like as a, like, as a disciple, like I'm more, not to say like, I love my blackness. Don't get twisted. I am more than a black man though. Like, like me being black doesn't mean I'm a good person. Okay. Me being black does not mean I can play basketball. I can't play basketball and you will get blocked in the name of Jesus. Um, <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? That's not because of my blackness. It's just because I'm tall and I'm good with it. You know, you know what I'm saying? um but i told myself years ago um i as a christian rapper i want to be more known for being more christian than rapper um mm-hmm. as a christian as a christian clothing brand owner i want to be known for being more christian than clothing brand as a christian right. TikToker, or a christian content creator if my content doesn't tell you i am a christian or that I don't love you, I'm not doing it right. That is my first commandment. That is my is my oath that I took. Yep, that is my oath. And I tell people, I'm not saying that my blackness will send me to hell, but if I forget, if I forget, if I forget, as an individual, as a man that took an oath, as a as a man, regardless of my skin, for a second, as a man, I took an oath to let everything I do be done in love. If I forget, it don't matter what my skin tone says because my skin tone, yes, they might assume I'm a hoodlum. Yes, they might assume I sell drugs. Yes, they might assume that I, go, I went to jail. Yes, they might assume I played basketball. Yes, they might assume what's in my pants for y'all that are freaking weird and dehumanizes with your fetishizing. I went there. I. If you don't know that I do everything in love, and let everything I do be done in love. I'm either not doing something right or you are not paying attention. Right. And that's not for anybody else. That's for me. You know what I'm saying? That's just for me. I don't ever I don't ever go to Tyler. I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? I live by example. But I don't ever go to Tyler. Tyler, remember? Hey, 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 nigga. Hey, bro. Remember, you a Christian first. No, that's that's for me that that's for me because this world like i said i reside in a country in which that they tell me that i do, they don't even have to tell me this is an anti-black society but guess what you know what i'm saying like that, bro my black skin does not make my heart beat and i always people well, the heart of a man does not even what's in his chest it's when it's in his head how i choose to operate does not because of my black skin it is because of how i operate in my black skin I'm saying and that's why I tell people and eventually I'll have somebody on here that'll give the black woman perspective obviously because the black woman is the most disrespected unheard and brutalized dehumanized but me speaking for myself as a black man how hard it is for me especially when I'm out there in the front lines in these white spaces, operating in these white evangelical spaces, talking to pastors that probably don't respect me and their grandparents probably owned my grandparents at some point.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? I got, they they better know I lead, they better know that I lead with love even if I disagree with them. And I don't know, I don't know if that, this isn't even to be convicted, this is just me speaking out of my own truth. (laughs)
1: Yeah, um, it's it's just hard because it's like, you know, we are black men, no matter what anybody says. And though our faith does lead our actions and the way we carry ourselves and what we say and the things we do. It's just hard because, um, for one, because you're black, you have a lot of white opposition because you're Christian. You have a lot of black opposition. Because people still think that Christianity is the white man's religion and that Jesus is white. And you have black people who are like, Why would you ever be a part of something that was used to enslave your ancestors? And it's like people just really don't get it, you know, but at the end of the day it's it's people like me and you that we have to set the example. As as hard as it may be to, to bite our tongue sometimes, not cuss someone out, you know, not not just go and loot, you know what I mean, and, and, and cause all kinds of destruction. Um we know that, that we're fighting a, a bigger a bigger for a bigger cause than what is just here on earth. And at the end of the day, um our ministry of Black Lives Matter, uh fighting against police brutality, fighting for rec- racial reconciliation, fighting for the rights of those who are being terrorized and brutalized in this country, you know, not just black people, but you know, People part of the LGBTQ community, people, Asian people, you know, um, indigenous people, you know, all that kind of stuff. The things we fight for show the love of God because it's one thing to talk about it and say I love people. It's another thing to to show it. And at the end of the day, showing it means a lot more than just saying it. So it's the love of Christ that that uh, pushes us to fight for this thing and to fight for people and to love people no matter what so it is difficult but at the end of the day christ had to carry that cross (laughs) after being tortured almost to death you know what i mean so if christ had to go through some hardship we gotta go through some hardship
0: and not even that but for me i think of like how love literally it, it, it it was like a scientific modification to my mind and it completely changed my life like i i I, like i said i was an alcoholic by 10 years old i i I experienced trauma so early and i tried to i tried to um self-medicate and try to do all these inferior things to take care of something that couldn't fit that couldn't fix the issue but love did who in the hell am i to hold that back from anybody else with what i've been through you know I don't gotta, I I don't like, I don't gotta care. Like Paul said, I'm the chief of the saint, I'm chief of the centers. I, who the hell am I to withhold any of that, bro? You know what I'm saying? And that's why for me, I'll go, I'll go hard. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna pay, I ain't gonna argue with people. Um, I'm just gonna keep it being with you. Part with leading with love for me is I'm not gonna argue with people for free. And the reason I say that is because. At the same time, I could be arguing with you. I could be stopping somebody for jumping off of a ledge. I could be talking to somebody that's really going through it. I can be. I could be sowing seeds of love, but instead, I'm gotta uproot. I gotta uproot the 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 stakes of hate that people keep intentionally, and unintentionally. Pulling, putting around me, and putting around, and putting, and driving into the people I care about, whether I know them or don't know them yet. So I'm not about to sit here and argue with people that are trying to slow me down if you're not paying me to do so. Because there's a there's a heart to some a broken child of God that does not feel his love. Do you understand me? There's somebody that I haven't met yet or I have met and I haven't found out yet how I can help them and I can't heal them, but no, but I can show them the very thing that that that, that led me to the one that changed me. And my assignment until I die is to do that, be fruitful and multiply. And if anybody gets in the way of that, I said I hate hate, and if you get in the way of that, Book of Ecclesiastes this is a time for love and this is a time for war. And just because I gotta seem a little militant and how to operate in this minefield, that don't mean I'm here to seek and de- that doesn't mean I'm here to seek and destroy. That means I need to be as gentle as a dove, but as wise as a serpent. in this world because i got giants to kill i got hungry people to feed i got brokenhearted people to love i got disabled people that need me to be able-bodied for them and if i can't reach them i am to provoke the person that can whatever that is, whatever that looks like, whatever it takes, I don't care if you make me a hashtag. I don't care if you make me a hashtag. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what you say about what I've been through. I don't care what you could throw at me. I don't care what you could do, even what you do to the people I love and I care about. My legacy will be love the end of the day, I'm not going to argue with people and I explain myself any further to why that is. Because if it wasn't for love, damn it, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in a bottle somewhere. I'd be in a ditch somewhere. I'd probably be dead. So when I say, so, so when I say like, we with love or we're going to kill each other because in my, in my eyes, if you're not willing to administer the medicine, you are halting the healing and you are expediting the death. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for being respectful in the comment section. Thank you for any time in which you checked in on this. Always remember you are beautiful, blessed, and beloved. I love you. I love that I love you. There's nothing you could do about it. Raisins still don't go on potato salad. Mayonnaise don't go on peas. I said it key. And Jesus wasn't white.